Hey, listener, thank you for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, we bring you the 12th edition of our fan favorite series, What the Fuck Happened? Geekerific! The ginger geek himself, Matt Delhauer, recaps and explains what the fuck happened to arguably the worst Spider-Man movie of all time, Amazing Spider-Man 2, starring Andrew Garfield as Spidey, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, July 25th, 2019. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? I don't know. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd yeah what's up welcome to the jock and nerd podcast listeners yeah where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jockin' Nerd! My name is Imran. My name is Andre. Uh, He's the jock? He's a nerd. Wait, hold on. What's going on here? That's, How's that? Did I, that, I no, do it that, that was really scary, Rugs. I just, like, uh, <laughs> grabbed my testicles and pulled as hard as I could. Oh, okay. Then I don't that, know if that makes your voice. I think in puppets it makes your voice That makes a lower. lot of sense. That's the rug boy. No, Anthony, <laughs> but joining us is the host of the Ginger Geek podcast, our very own Ginger Geek. It's Matt Tellhauer. What's up, buddy? He's all right. How's it going, guys? How's it going? That's You know what? Uh, when You never hear when Anthony's here, and I feel like you two may be the same people now. Um, is that a thing? I've never seen well, you they together. Both have deep voices. They do. I think. I, I, I mean, uh, I would. I would say I. I would feel bad for Anthony if that's true. <laughs> um, his his lady quotient would probably drop significantly. So I'm sorry for that. Uh, that's okay. Let me tell you something about Anthony. Let me tell you about Tony. All right, Tony ruins lives. That's all. It's <laughs> <So laughs> <is> true. Anthony, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Courtesy of Voice from the Underground podcast. Thank you very it much. It could come from someone that sounds so confident. In right. Me. It's just he's saying a fact. It's like, yes, it's a fact. Oh. We know this. Oh, I miss TJ. <laughs> TJ is the best. TJ. Anthony, 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 Anthony's not here because he is at a concert. He's gone to see Khalid or DJ Khalid or Khalid oh, with Khalid or if Khaled you went to featuring... a DJ Khalid concert, I feel I, sorry for I, it's him. Some, something like I don't know. It's one that of those. Shit is I think the it's worst. the good one. I think it's, he went to go I, see Khalid. It's one of those. Okay. I, I, well, they good. All, then, they all, then, then all power to him. They all sound the same to me. Let's be honest. No, I, you heard <laughs> of this Khalid guy? He's great. He just sounds like everybody else. Imran, right. I will throw you a real quick story. Okay. Uh, last summer, I wound yeah. up going with a bunch of friends to a like a professional gaming uh, competition thing. Ooh. Uh, and uh, major league gaming, like that kind of stuff. Um, and in during it, in the middle of it, like during quote unquote halftime, they had DJ Khaled perform. <laughs> oh, wow. 
And number one, if yeah. there was any crowd that was so not interested in having DJ Khaled there, it's, it's all the video game yeah, nerds who the are there to watch crowd. esports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Number sure. two is the problem with DJ Khaled is all of his songs are songs he writes for other people. Right. And they own the rights to. Oh. So he can only do like 30 to 45 <laughs> seconds of each song legally when he performs them live. Oh, shit. So he's just like a little medley machine. So what he does is he puts the song on. You recognize the song. He sings about maybe one verse of it himself, and he's yeah. not the person who normally does the vocals, so it sounds awful. Oh, my God. And then God. he just points a microphone at the crowd to have them keep oh, doing shit. it while he waves his arm back and forth. This is worse than Pitbull. I thought Pitbull was bad and scamming people with real music. Holy shit, DJ Khaled. Amazing. Wow, what a racket. And he's I making know, and tons dude, of money. This dude's a fucking millionaire. What an amazing scam he's figured out. Good for him. <laughs> is it disappointing? <laughs> it's, it is disappointing, but I also realized, like, because they showed a video package of him performing live, and, like, except for this instance, all of the times he's performing live, it's in nightclubs and shit. So everyone's either way too drunk or way too strung out on E to realize that they're only hearing 30 seconds of a song. And they're already so into it because they're drunk and or on E that they are more than willing to sing along. Whereas a bunch of us nerds sitting in a fucking stadium in Brooklyn. Yeah, we don't know the words. Are like, I, I don't like, yeah, I guess I know your song, but I'm not going to fucking sing it to you, man. I didn't Fuck ask you, you to be here. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. That is amazing. I hope Anthony's enjoying Khalid. I guess he's the better one. Someone recommend me a Khalid song. I'll check it out. Maybe it's good. I, I think don't. I heard one. I think it's uh, the. The one that uh, I'm young, dumb, and broke. Sounds great. Listeners, send me your, song, co- your right? Khalid young, playlist. Young, dumb, and broke. Uh, old school hip hop forever. That's all I'm going to say. All right, let's get to why Del Hauer is here. It is a brand new What the Fuck Happened? Yes. The Jock, Jock and Ned Podcast. If you are a new listener, welcome to the 12th edition of our awesome fun series, What the Fuck Happened? Nerd. Where we take big comic book bombs of a movie and Matt Dalhauer artfully and sarcastically will give you a recap. So it doesn't even matter if you've seen the movie in question, which this episode is Amazing Spider-Man 2. This is probably the most terribly made expensive movie of a Marvel character ever made. Yes, we'll get into what the fuck happened, but Delhauer, how did, I'm surprised we haven't done this movie yet. It's fitting because the the whole this whole series kicked off with Spider-Man 3 way back in 2015. Uh and the funny thing is a little easter egg for anybody who hasn't listened to the Spider-Man 3 episode. Yes. When we did that, there was a point where we discussed Amazing Spider-Man 2. And I outright said I will never watch this fucking movie. That, I remember that. <laughs> And God bless you for taking the abuse. And so almost four years later, I eat my words, and here we are. So this was the first time you watched this? Yes. Oh, oh wow. This is going to be amazing. Uh, what, how did we end up? Did somebody suggest this? How did we end up uh, choosing it? Bonner Demling said ah, she, the lovely she, she offered to pay more money, and I said, ah, fine, fuck it. I'll just do it. Bonner always has great. She did, she picked her Howard the Duck. What the fuck happened? Which was yep. a lot of fun. So awesome. Dedicated. Another one dedicated to Bonner Demling. Mm-hmm. This is the fifth Spider-Man movie from Sony. Uh, now we have eight. And this came out May 2nd, 2014 with an ungodly runtime of 142 minutes. 
It's over two two hours and twenty minutes long. When the video came up for me Holy to watch shit. it, and it said two hours and twenty two yeah. minutes. Yeah, I said first off, if that's on purpose, fuck you. <laughs> fuck me. Secondly, fuck you. <laughs> Uh, God, I love Spider-Man, but man, it's got to be a goddamn good movie to be two hours and 21 minutes, and this is not one of those movies. Uh, what ca- what else came out around this time? In the meantime, Marvel is giving us Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Captain America, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same month Godzilla comes out, Brian Cranston of Gareth Edwards' Godzilla, and X-Men Days of Future Past. Pretty great year for superhero movies you got highs and lows everything right. in between winter soldier right there that seals the deal yeah, yeah absolutely that, that at the high end this movie at the low end on rotten tomatoes it is at 52 percent which correct me if i'm wrong is this the highest rated movie we've done ah quite possibly which is probably a, amazing because yes. it is easily the worst spider-man movie out of all of them oh, it's shit. it's a fighter it fights for that title Yes, and there's way, there's definite ways you can argue, and the more I think about it, I go back and forth. Like I think I'm sticking with now <laughs> this, this one. Is there worst. anything that you guys like about this movie before we get into just completely trashing the shit out of it? There are a couple moments that I genuinely enjoyed. Uh, a couple a couple of bits of the comedy I thought hit well. Andrew Garfield is a competent actor. I just feel like in this movie he is so all over the place that he goes anywhere from a surprisingly well versatile like a, a versatile actor yeah. to damn near Tommy Wiseau level acting. Yes, just an idiot almost. Uh I look I I liked him as Spider-Man cuz he was cocky, he was quippy. I thought the suit looked really good. The the you know the opening flying down scene and the swinging stuff, the effects were 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 not bad for the time. Uh you know, clearly that's not what makes this movie bad. Yeah. Uh, that's the good stuff. Oh yeah, it's it's very obvious. They pumped yeah. a lot into the visuals for this movie. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that there's uh some really stellar um Spider-Man work in this movie. Yes. Uh, you know Garfield is a good actor. He's not the best Peter Parker, but I don't think it's his fault. No, I think it's no. what they made him do with the lines. And that it's they a gave great him. New York Spider-Man movie. And he does have a New York accent, which I like. Yeah. Nobody else is fucking doing it. It's a for yeah. him. I was going to say, and it's interesting that it's it's the first of our two British actors to play Spider-Man right, gave him a like, New York accent. Yeah, right. that's a good point. <laughs> the American couldn't do it. Uh, box office-wide, this movie opens to $91 million opening weekend, uh, finishes domestic $202 million worldwide, $708 million. It is the lowest grossing Spider-Man movie out of all of them. Many consider this, this was the franchise killer. This is clearly uh, all plans that Sony was working on halted immediately and uh, they kind of shut it down. And it's just funny. Like two years later, we get a yet another Spider-Man and it goes swimmingly directed by Mark Webb. Second shot at this franchise. He did the first one produced by Avi Arad, Matt Tomac screenplay and story by here's where the problem lies. Alex Kurt Kurtzman, Roberto Orsi and Jeff Pinkner. With James Vanderbilt. And when we get to the second half of what the fuck happened. Four people? Those, yes. Three people, screenplay and story, and then a the fourth guy. Those names will be very important. It's also edited by like three people. Yeah, there's a lot of people. This and then, movie was edited? It was, it was edited. Of course, uh, cast-wise, Andrew Garfield playing Spider-Man, Emma Stone, Gwen Stacy, Jamie Foxx, 
It's Max Dillon, Electro, Dane DeHaan, Harry Osborne, Felicity Jones is just Felicia, bye Felicia, Paul Giamatti as the Rhino, Sally Field as Aunt May, and also featuring BJ Novak as Alistair Smith, who invents the Spider Killers, but that has nothing to do with this movie. Or does he get any time? There's your your main cast and crew. So I'm going to give spoilers for this. Uh, you seen it? You don't see it? Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Here we go. Del Hauer. The lights go down. The screen goes on. There's a Sony logo. Then there's a Columbia logo. Then there's like 15 other logos. Then there's the <laughs> Marvel logo. And begin. And now that we know just how many people have been bankrolling this movie. Yes. Holy shit. Uh, there was a lot of logos. We open... On one Richard Parker, who for this entire thing I will I will be referring to as Dick Parker. Dick Parker is that the guy from the Life of Pi who was in the boat? No, I no, no, that joke went over everyone's head. Absolutely, I've never seen, yeah, I've never seen Life <laughs> of Pi. Yeah, no, I've never seen no, the I'm Dick sorry. Parker. Yeah, um, and he is working in his super secret spider lab at Oscorp, and he is currently working like a madman to download a whole bunch of data onto his laptop and to gas and murder a whole bunch of spiders that are inside cases. <laughs> he goes running off and goes running home and he's leaving a secret message about how he's going. He and his wife are going to abandon their child to their, uh, to his, uh, brother and wife. Yes. Yes. There's a massive age gap between him and Ben. That's a good point. <laughs> It happens. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> but uh, at which point they then quickly make their way onto a private plane where they're flying to. Mm, <laughs> and he is uploading from the plane on his laptop, sending his information to somewhere as he's talking to uh, his wife, Mary, and she is complaining about how they're going to have to abandon Peter and he'll never understand. And Richard's telling her, sorry, Dick is telling her, uh, we have to do this. This is how do we keep him safe? There's no other way. You know, he can't live looking over his shoulder like we will be. And she doesn't seem to really uh, appreciate that, but understands. And she goes off to the the restroom because women problems, I guess. (laughs) Uh, At which point the co-pilot comes back and starts washing blood off of his hands. And Dick realizes this dude murdered the pilot. This doesn't look good. He's not even trying to hide the blood. No, not even. Yeah, no. At which point he locks Mary into the bathroom. He pulls a gun and we have our first big plane fight as he and Richard are fighting each other, knocking all over the place and the camera's going with them and everything's shaky and you don't know what's going on. And then finally, they I guess Mary breaks out of the bathroom and there's another plane fight and they're they're fighting and they're fighting. And finally, he knocks the dude on or Richard knocks the dude unconscious. And it seems like everything's OK because he's trying to steal the laptop, which Sony bio. <laughs> oh, yes. First of many oh, a lot products. of Sony product. Yes. <laughs> and it seems like they finally got the upper hand and they are getting everything uploaded. When suddenly, the guy's not there anymore, and it's another big plane fight, and the camera's all over the place, and he shoots Mary. And then uh, Richard baits him away, and then buckles Mary into a seat, I guess. And they're fighting over the laptop, and they're fighting over the laptop, and he winds up getting the gun away from the co-pilot, and he shoots the window out, and all the windows explode, and the guy gets sucked out. And he sits there holding onto the uh, the Sodi Vio laptop like it's the only thing in the world that could save him while his plane crashes and his wife is dead. And by the way, this is a Spider-Man yeah, movie. Yeah, where the fuck is Spider-Man already? This has been seven minutes. <laughs> we are now just about ten minutes into the movie. What am I watching? And 
we're now in a Spider-Man movie where oh, we get God. another three minutes of glory shots of Spider-Man swinging around New York and GoPro shots of Spider-Man swinging around New York and slow-mo shots of Spider-Man swinging around New York as we get news uh, voiceover as well as I believe it was police radio telling us about a heist that had just occurred and a police chase that is occurring in the middle of New York. And we meet Paul Giamatti as Russian name who will later be the Rhino. And he and his crew have used a, uh, I believe it was a tow truck, to then steal an armored truck from, I believe, Oscorp. And as his crew is in the back trying to get into the armored car, Spider-Man comes swinging in to try and save the day. And he shows up and immediately starts making really, really bad jokes at Paul Giamatti. So he doesn't stop the car that's like reeling into a bunch of people nope, or anything? Not oh, even. Okay. Nope. He stands on the he stands on the runner board at the door, holds his hand in the window and goes, I'm Spider-Man. You could call me Spidey. And then he tries to hit him, and so he jumps out of the way, sits on top of the truck. Bends over so that now his head is dangling between his feet. Oh my feet, god, it's which, so good. Which, by the way, yes. um, I don't know how his spine does that. I don't think that's physically made it happen. possible, yes. <laughs> he bends like a spider. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, apparently spiders have the ability to double the size of their torso. Yes. Um, and so he, he makes another bad joke about how, oh, I guess you don't like to shake hands. Maybe you're a hugger. And uh, Paul Giamatti who is giving 100% to the worst fucking dialogue I've ever heard in my so life. So over the top, it's amazing. Yells, no, I'm a killer! And tries to shoot him. <laughs> uh, Very meanwhile, terrible, right? The guys, the guys in, the, in the back of the truck finally got in, and they're opening up this safety like uh, transport case that, as it opens, is telling us that it's carrying plutonium-238, and that it is both radioactive and highly explosive. Thank you, exposition machine. I love the exposition computers in this movie. <laughs> so handy. Or, or the fact that as they start pulling it out, it tells them that warning, they are breaking protocol. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, machine. So, as the as the truck is veering its way through New York City, and Peter is uh, getting hit by cars and sticking to the front of a police van, he gets a call from uh, Gwen, who is at their high school graduation, telling him he's late to graduation. Where did that phone come from? Uh, I don't know. I don't know where he hides anything in that suit, and I don't want to know. Okay. Uh, also, <laughs> he's got uh, a pocket. I, I do love that the valedictorian is not getting yelled at for talking on her phone during the graduation <laughs> ceremony. Because I graduated high school, and they were on us like fucking hawks. <laughs> um, so, he, they, we have this cute little back and forth about how, oh, I'm going to be late to the ceremony. And she says, are those police sirens? He goes, uh, no. And it's, we move on from there, because this scene is already taking way too long. <laughs> and so finally, he gets to the truck, he winds up jumping into the back, he beats the guys up, he, ste like, he wraps up all of the, uh, the plutonium-238, except for one canister, that he now has to chase around New York City like it's the bouncy ball from the fucking mall scene in Jingle All the Way. It's like a Bugs Bunny cartoon right here. This whole movie is a goddamn Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. Uh, he finally catches it, good great grand, he beats the crap out of uh, Paul Giamatti. We learn that we still have the douchey Spider-Man from The Amazing Spider-Man 1, who not only likes to make fun of the villains that he's beating up, but drops his pants, knocks him unconscious, and leaves him there. <laughs> uh, well, that's Spider-Man. He does that. He, he will, but it's... it's for he some used to reason, do that anyway. It just feels very mean-spirited yeah. yeah. when Andrew Garfield does it. But he used to do that, so that's okay. <laughs> I just... I, but, like... Uh, 
pulling pants down, a Spider-Man would totally do that in the 80s. He would totally do that. Okay. So. <laughs> but, gets away, gets to the graduation, misses uh, Gwen's speech, which we hear the entirety of played over top of him saving a bus from crashing. So I guess I'm supposed to assume that her speech is talking about Peter being Spider-Man. But don't worry, if you don't get that yet, you'll get it later when it beats us over the fucking head with it. <laughs> Did we uh, miss one, one yeah, part? Yeah, what about we have our introduction of Max Dillon while yeah. all this craziness is oh, going yeah, on? Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, right so the while the craziness going is going on, on yes. uh, Max Dillon is walking down the street carrying a whole bunch of blueprints for the, the electrical grid that they are building for Oscorp. Uh, and he drops a bunch of them, and he wanders out into the road to try and get them, and Spider-Man saves his life. Immediately, Max is now in love with Spider-Man, because he read his name off of his name tag, made him lick Spider-Man's hand so he could fix his hair, and walk away. You're my eyes and ears, Max! (laughs) Yes. And so, what this tells us is that so far, this movie is proving that Spider-Man should not ever try to be nice to people. No. <laughs> yes. Just ends up in bad way, bad ways. Uh, yeah. So he saves Max. He saves the day. He puts Alexi out of his misery. If that was his name, I don't remember. It was Alexi. Good. <laughs> uh, and he makes it to his graduation just in time to almost walk on stage wearing his Spider-Man mask. Whoops. He gets his diploma. He violently makes out with his girlfriend in front of the entire student body. See, this is not my Peter Parker. No, that's he not would Peter Parker. Never just grab a girl and kiss her on no. stage. Are you fucking kidding me? And no. then we cut away to him and and uh, Gwen talking. I'm going to come very close and probably even a few times say Mary Jane. That's fine because it's we... so ingrained in me. <laughs> yes, we'll understand. Um, and they're they're talking, and uh, I forgot. There's one other thing we set up so far. <laughs> yes. Peter is having hallucinations. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. of Captain, Captain Stacy, Ghost Dad, just giving him the stink eye. <laughs> it's creepy. And, and in case you didn't know what that was, because yeah. you didn't see the first movie of this sequel, <laughs> we then get the whole flashback scene of Captain Stacy dying in Peter's arms and telling him, "You stay away from my daughter." Which he didn't. Which he did not. He no. almost immediately Goes was right like, back to her. your dying wishes that I'll stay away from your daughter, I will. He dies. Fuck that. He broke <laughs> up with her at the end of the movie. Yes. The first one. Well, so, he, like, he they, did. But then I'm pretty sure they uh, they did get back together no, no, by the end saying. of the movie. They get they get back together and break up a thousand times in this movie. In this oh, movie absolutely. several times, yes. Since this whole but series yeah, It was begun. the first movie. He struggled with the idea of not being with her for like a scene and then decided, fuck that, I'm Spider-Man, I'll do what I want, and they started dating again. Right. But apparently that's not resolved because the entire movie is about whether or not they should be dating. Yeah. Hmm. So he speaks with uh, Gwen. She says she's going to be having a big dinner with her family and that he should come along. And so he kind of stalks around outside the Chinese restaurant that they're having dinner at until M- or until uh, Gwen just sees him and wanders out to go talk to him. Like he doesn't text her. He doesn't walk <laughs> he's just in. Standing outside he's just the like restaurant. he's just like floating by uh, the big uh, window. And so she comes outside. He says, I promised your dad I'd stay away from you. I can't be with you. I can't keep you safe. I can't live with myself if you got hurt, Gwen. (laughs) And so she then goes, well, how dare you? I can't live like this. It should be both of our decisions. I break up with you. I break up with you. (laughs) Um, Which I I can't handle, A, 
the Hollywood need for anybody to repeat a line twice for emphasis. If you notice, Andrew Garfield, this whole movie, just his acting style is to say the thing twice. Yeah. He does it it's, every time. It's I say it. I look like I've come to terms with what I've said. And I say it again. And I say it again. Yeah, he does yes. it so to make sure that I'm saying it right. Yeah, and yes. it's like the fir- it's either I say it, I pause, and then I say it with conviction. Yep. yep. Or it's, See, I do that because I'm stupid. Or yes. it's the other way <laughs> yeah. is I say it, and then I say it again, realizing say, well, that I'm defeated by yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And like that's – there you go. There's, that's Andrew there's, Garfield. That's how to be the there. Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. That's all you have to do. Um, so she breaks up with him. Uh, by the way, that was the other half of it is how, why is there a, a formal declaration you have to make? How is this a thing? Sign like, here. I've never had a moment in my life where I or someone else was breaking up with the other person and felt like I had to say, I break up with you. Yes. <laughs> it was usually things like, it's not working out. I don't think I could do this anymore. Nobody maybe ever we says should, the even, words, even, right? Even like the, maybe we should see other people thing. But like, but like, I break up with you has never been in the no, lexicon it's usually of people a question. talking. It's, it's like usually a question. You're like, yeah, are, you like are you breaking up with, up with me? And you're like, yes. You're like, oh, okay. It's Fuck totally, you, yeah, it's a Hollywood thing where they have to say the words. It also bothers me. It's like how when people drink like hard alcohol in movies, like they don't wince at all. I'm like, there's no way. You're not going to make a oh, face. You just have a whole thing of whiskey. I love the idea of the way to prove that somebody is badass in a movie is they chew a bunch of painkillers. Yes. And then they'll like, they'll like drink straight from a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> they dry it's swallow like, it. It's like, you know, after a while, I guess you can get used to the taste of whiskey, but like fucking any painkiller that's yeah. chalky as shit, man. That yeah, is disgusting. Be, yeah, that's, you, there's no way you have, you're not. No, part is this that we're talking about? We're not. It's not. We're in not. This. I'm just oh, stuffing. Okay. It's just Hollywood shit. I hate. Oh, but also totally confused. this movie. Like whenever it seems like this, this is like an indie teen rom com. It's like a completely different movie. Whenever Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield are together. So we then immediately jump into our first montage of the movie. Montage. Which now, well, I guess technically it's the second because we did get a lot of shots of him swinging through New York earlier. And we're going to get more of them here as we get even more news voiceover to let us know, I guess, that Spider-Man is here and people like him and good for him. Uh, We get (laughs) our save the cat moment again in this, uh, whereas in... If anyone saw the first Amazing Spider-Man early on in the movie, he stands up to, I guess it was supposed to be Flash Thompson, oh, who yeah. was beating up on a, on a kid, and he's basically telling him, like, hey, man, don't do that. You're, you're being a bully. That's stupid. And that's supposed to make us like him when he is a total fucking douche for the rest of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we're going to do that again here, where during the montages, we're talking about how people really like Spider-Man, this young kid, um, I think it's like a manual or something like that. We'll see him again at the end of the movie is getting stalked and, and, and picked on by a group of kids. So then Spider-Man jumps down into the alleyway and chases them all off. And then he helps him pick up his little wind turbine, like diorama. And is all like, Oh man, that's so cool. You built this yourself. Wow. You're really awesome and really smart. I'm going to walk you home. And, uh, that, good. I mean, that's nice. It's actually, it is a very touching moment. Uh, yeah, and I feel bonding. like he, he sells that, that bonding mm-hmm. and like that, yes. that nice moment in, in, in that scene. That is your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man exactly. right there. Yeah. You know? But uh, as we get through a whole bunch of this, we also see that uh, Peter, he can't, apparently, like, his life is just, I'm, I'm Spider-Man almost 24-7. Right. Except for every so often, I'm emailing pictures to a, a faceless J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, oh God. Ah. Fuck you, movie, for not, for putting that in there and not having a J. Jonah Jameson. What a fucking tease. It's, I am, I am very on the fence about it. I would love to see another J. Jonah Jameson. 
But at the same time, if it doesn't live up to my expectation, I'll be sorely disappointed. And I'll tell you right now, almost none of this movie lives up to an expectation. <laughs> no, it doesn't. They could have yeah. left that out. And we also see that he is stalking Gwen Stacy as Spider-Man. Yes, that's not creepy at all. So we then, after we get through this montage, we, we find out there's there's we have a couple of scenes like there are only maybe three scenes in this whole movie where he interacts with Aunt May. Yeah. And every one of them is the same basic premise of I have to hide that I'm Spider-Man from Aunt May and it's going to be comedy gold. But it goes on <laughs> for like eight minutes. Meanwhile, there's a another there's six plots in this movie. Oh, my God. I there later on. I do have written in my notes. What is even the plot of this movie? There's, there's several. One of the subplots being Aunt May's trying to get into nursing school. So, Who the fuck cares? Yeah, Aunt May's trying to get into nursing school to help support her and pay for college for Peter. Peter and Gwen are having marital problems. Uh, we'll get into more of them. But so we have this whole wacky bit where he's trying to hide that he's wearing the Spider-Man suit because he apparently can't take it off for some reason. <laughs> um, and then because we get writing. Yeah, yeah. And then we get the whole line about how his face is dirty and he pretends he was. Oh, I was cleaning the chimney. Oh, we don't have a chimney. And he goes, "What? Why is his face dirty though? Doesn't he wear a mask? He does wear a mask. So I don't. What the fuck is I going on? I don't know. Okay. Is that does the mask not keep out soot? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's in some way breathable, but that's still just going to lay on the material. It's not coming through. No. And so after he does the whole chimney line, uh, we also I realized that now, granted, I feel bad to say that it is is MCU that I feel like stole it from this, though. I don't know if this is also a big thing in the comics. Why does Peter constantly have monogrammed luggage from people in his life? Yeah, it's it's a fucking thing now. That's a good point. They did the thing with the Ben Parker. And just conveniently, he has his dad's briefcase that'll come back later. Oh, let's put it in the closet here until we need it. This is this is the other issue I have with this movie. This movie takes several plot points that we started and just kind of gave up on in the first movie. Yes. And decides to let's start up on them again. <laughs> um, <laughs> and still give up on it. So yeah. he, he's he's got the, the briefcase. He throws it to the side. Uh, we find out that it's it's Max Dillon's birthday today. Happy birthday, Max. Oh, happy birthday. And he is obsessed with Spider-Man. Like, this is single white female obsessed with Spider-Man. To the point where he is combing his hair in the mirror, talking to a cutout of Spider-Man's face next to the mirror, as if Spider-Man is there. Yeah. And had come to wish him a happy birthday. And then he talks to himself as spider-man it's clearly unwell this is like a joel schumacher goddamn fucking movie now it is oh my god it is this is this is jamie fox doing his best like riddler impression before yes. riddler was riddler th- yes. kind of thing yeah it's um, bad yeah it's it's only i would say the other thing of it, it's it's only it's a mix between schumacher and tim burton because tim burton did this kind of shit with michelle pfeiffer as well yeah like the whole, like, you know, honey, I'm home bit uh, but you from know what? Batman that, Returns. I, kinda, I bought that. I don't know why, because she was really sexy and it was uh, underplayed. This is so cartoonly over the top that yeah, you're like, no, it's, 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 what we, is he doing? We, <laughs> what I've also realized is what this movie is doing is it is essentially teaching us that none of these villains are essentially bad people. Right. They just kind of have shitty luck. <laughs> And the world shits on them for it. This man is allegedly a scientific genius. He also, is, he is a brilliant level scientist working for one of the most powerful companies, I guess, in the country. 
He's probably um, like autistic or something. He's yeah, something. He's, he's got to be like Asperger's. Yeah, we're on the spectrum of some. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so he he gets himself a cake that he yes. says Spider Man got for him, and he Delusional. got himself a card that was addressed to him and signed by quote unquote Spider Man. <laughs> and so he heads off to work at Oscorp. Meanwhile, we get another comedy bit with May and Peter where he wants to, I guess, wash his Spider-Man outfit and she won't let him because the last time he washed anything, it turned everything red and blue, which, by the way, <laughs> it's not going to do one or one and the other. Right. It would everything be like would just turn purple or purple. Yeah. yeah. And so his 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 line was, I was washing the American flag. <laughs> yes. Yes, we like to wash our flags. You gotta wash, wash my it. flag all the time. Also, I love the fact that she says, eat your breakfast, and she hands him a fucking turkey yes. sandwich. It looks like it. a lettuce sandwich. I don't even see any meat. There's so much lettuce on this She's sandwich. just like two breads and lettuce, and this is your breakfast? Me, what are you doing? He's a growing uh, You know boy. what? She needs, she needs that nursing job, man, because all they got are heads of lettuce on bread. <laughs> she really does. Gotta pass that test. Well. Yeah, well, that sucks to be Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Comes from so, a rough, rough household. So we get to uh, we get to Oscorp, where we get to see that uh, the the company seems to have gone through a major upgrade in the two years since we saw it in the first Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, they got more Sony monitors in the in the a hallway. lot more Sony monitors. Yeah. Uh, some holographics in the uh, the the lobby now that also give you exposition, so it's very that helpful. Give, yeah, exposition yeah. holograms as well as like a, a Siri esque digital assistant on everybody's computers. <laughs> yes, and the elevator. Yes. So ultimately, this place is just run by an AI, uh, and we get to meet uh, BJ Novak playing BJ Novak. Yeah, uh, as he basically just treats Max like shit when he gets to work. Uh, he has a violent fantasy in which he would murder BJ <laughs> Novak for ever speaking the name of Spider-Man, and then he heads off and he gets into an elevator with Gwen Stacy, and they meet and they have a conversation. What a coincidence! Uh, she, she, she remembers his name. Um. They, they, they we get these we get these little character moments where they see a video on the the, the elevator screen talking about Spider Man and he tells her the whole story about Spider Man saved my life and said I was important to him and she's like hmm that must be nice <laughs> you're like oh shit throwing shade Gwen Stacy <laughs> and so she gets off the elevator she says have a good day Max and suddenly he loses his shit at the idea that she remembered his name she talked to me <laughs> and guess what that never comes back nope. You know how many coincidental meetings happen in this fucking elevator? Throughout Everybody this movie? meets in this elevator. It's a very busy elevator. There's one elevator in this company, and it yes. is fated to make everybody meet each other. Yes. So she goes <laughs> off to work, and we also then get the introduction to this movie's new Harry Osborne. Oh, we're still introducing new characters. We are. We're fucking thirty-five minutes into this movie, what? and we are still meeting Shit. people. Okay. Um, and so Harry Osborne has arrived, and he is looking like Peter Parker from midway through Spider-Man 3, <laughs> with the the doofiest fucking haircut I've ever seen he in my life. He does have the, the emo Toby haircut from Spider-Man 3. And I don't know if this is supposed to be, like, the thing out in Europe, because that's apparently where he's been for however long, but, like, it just... Who who let you look like this? <laughs> I miss James Franco every goddamn minute. Franco is a great Harry Osborn. And so he shows up. Um, apparently, Norman Osborn is dying of, of like, goblinitis. Yeah, they yeah don't, no one knows what he's dying. They don't tell you. He, he very 
he very quickly makes the statement. He says retroviral hyperplasia. Okay. To Harry, both of these things, retroviral and yeah. hyperplasia, are things. They are scientific medical terms. Okay, but can you put them together? Is that you a thing? smash them together and it's nonsense? It's not a thing. Ooh. And you were introducing me to a half dying Norman Osborn. I am meeting in the Norman dark. Osborn, one really? of the one of the greatest villains yes. in the Spider Man canon. Being played by a great actor. Being yeah, played Chris by Cooper. a great actor yeah. dying in shadow yeah. in one scene. What the fuck movie? And the whole point of his scene is to drive home the fact that he was a horrible, horrible parent in person. <laughs> So that we could get all of Harry's backstory. What a waste. I know. Yeah. So Norman dies. Harry is bequeathed Oscorp as, I guess, just because, you know, it's how it works. I leave my company to my son. It's the last great monarchy of uh, American life. And uh, it seems like it's the end of the day today. Whatever went on today at Oscorp, it's over. Everyone's going home. I guess it's a Friday because everyone's fucking off at like 1230. <laughs> I mean, it, and I mean, everybody, everybody is in that elevator at one time, <laughs> like the whole floor is in that elevator, at which point BJ Novak uh, tells Max, oh, you can't leave yet. You have to go down to uh, Sector MacGuffin <laughs> because there's a power problem down there. And he's like, but it's my birthday. And he's like, well, happy birthday. Fuck you. <laughs> and the, and the, the elevator door closes. Max goes down to sub level J. I guess, to the power plant of Oscorp, which is being run by electric eels. Why are there yeah, eels? And why is the b entire electrical grid uh, controlled by the Oscorp building? Why is that even there? So he goes, he sees that the problem is, is like up in the scaffolding, it looks like a random coupling got undone. And I mean, like to the point where it looks like somebody undid it themselves just, yeah. just pulled it apart because this thing yeah. this thing is literally it's a plug and receptacle and yeah. it's it was like jay novak it's like a, <laughs> it was it, it's that like was nine step. inches long which means this thing doesn't just undo itself no so he goes climbing up he gets on the radio telling one of the guys i need you to cut power to this sector because i need to, to do something and the guy on the radio she's like fuck you i'm leaving for the <laughs> day is, this is the best maintenance department he's like, he's like come on for. man it's real dangerous up here <laughs> there's an emergency the guy's like I'm that, was home. that was it that was it dude's like whatever man you're on your own peace uh, out and so instead of him getting down going to a terminal this. turning off the sector doing this thing he's like you know what screw it i'm just gonna i'm gonna balance very very precariously yeah, on this, this railing yeah and i'll plug this thing in and he does and nothing happens. I guess it all worked. I kind of love this little get. This and then when scare. he goes to put it back into like its its hook or whatever with the rest of them, then he gets electrocuted for some reason. For some reason, and then he falls off the scaffolding, holding on to the wire, and falls into the tank of electric eels. That's conveniently directly beneath him right in an electric him. power plant. Getting electrocuted, drowning, electrocuted even worse now that he's submerged in water. And all of these electric eels are shocking him and biting him. <laughs> Just biting this, him. This whole thing so is bad. so stupid because so dumb. you have this like, okay, you have Oscorp, right? And in the last movie, they were doing genetic shit, mm -hmm. right? They were with the lizard and everything. And okay, so maybe they're trying to figure out how eels create electricity out of their body. Maybe they're trying to pass it on to make a new energy source or something like that. And you know what? 
I would have bought that shit. Yeah. Yep. If they, somebody... They, it was right there on a the plate for yeah. them, and they fucking just ignore that and yeah. do this stupid shit. We're going along the idea of just animal testing on, on so many things. If at one point someone said, like, well, you know, you are the lead on the, the uh, electric eel, you know, whatever project. Yeah, the bioelectricity project. Yeah, exactly. And we would have been like, oh, all right, cool, I totally get that. But instead, it's electrocuted by um, industrial cabling in a water tank, Bitten by electric eels <laughs> to the point where his fucking front teeth fuse together. Electric dentistry. And they show you that shot. Yeah, very. They, exactly. Yeah. They, they do an extreme close up of this happening as if this is a thing you need to know about. Because he had a gap before, didn't he? And then it like yeah. fixed it and gave him perfect and so teeth. So it's like, it's like if you're going to have it that his villain what? has perfect teeth. Yes. You know what? Just let Jamie Foxx have his perfect teeth. But if you're going to give him a gap in his teeth because that's how we know he's a nerd. Yeah, it's oh, so stupid. It's then, so like, the, give the villain the gap. Like, I don't, I, there's no possible reason this has to be a change to this character. No. Yeah. So the tank explodes from an overcharge. And we cut to the next scene. <laughs> and I have to say, like, of all of the superhero movies I've seen that have, like, supervillain origins in them yeah even all the way back to like sandman from spider-man 3 yeah there are ones where like they happen and they're stupid this one feels needlessly <laughs> like mean-spirited in how it happens because yeah. it is just like this meek dude trying to live his life shit never goes his way and then he gets violently murdered <laughs> <laughs> like this is Paul Verhoeven level like like I wanted the blood to be comical kind of shit. Like <laughs> there there's no I mean you can have random bad shit happen to people but it just seems so dumb yeah. how they did it. It was like the least inspired least yes. intelligent yes. way to do this. Yeah, and it's like it feels almost like the the whole point behind the electric eels was simply because they're like I don't know Let's have a let's have an animal basis into why he's this because Spider Man and the lizard and they already were setting all this up with all the other Oscorp fucking animals. Yeah, I mean it made sense that they were that all of his Sinister Six six who have like animal base like the octopus and yep. all this other yep. stuff. And Vulture, seriously, if and all you told me, it. if all you told me was that the electric eels were being used for some sort of an experiment where we were trying to find bioelectricity as a source for like a weapon or something. Great, and he was in that charge. Of, he was in charge of that, and there was an accident, and then he, he gets the powers. Yeah, great. It's, it's simple. That's all you had to do. Not some fucking comical fall down into a fucking tank. But then you have the other the other plot with they're making a grid out in the other. Yeah, out, out yeah. of the fucking water. Oh yeah, we've got some major like city electrical grid that he apparently built. Yeah, or it's designed. ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. Well, yeah, they stole the they stole the plans. Yeah, like why does he have to be? Why does Electro have to be smart? It, do, it doesn't come into play it, at all. Right. Yeah. There's, the, the, only, the only reason it comes into play is so he can then say, I know how the electrical grid works. I designed it. Yeah. It's literally a whole character background is for one line of dialogue. Right. It's unnecessary. Wow. All right. So uh, while everybody at Oscorp has apparently left and Max is now dead. There's a boardroom meeting oh, going good on. time for a board meeting, yes. As Harry is being spoken to by, like, all of the lawyers that work for Oscorp about why he shouldn't be taking over as CEO of the company and should basically just be leaving it to them to run. Essentially trying to Bruce Wayne him. Right. 
he basically tells all of them to eat a dick, <laughs> eat a dick real good. That's what I would do. Uh, he he then turns his father's uh, assistant Felicia into, I guess, the new CEO of the company because everybody there works for her. And she works for him. Yeah. So I unclear. guess that would make her CEO and he would just be president or whatever. I, yeah, I, but sure. But the the bit that I love is a little bit of trivia was that Felicity Jones was, in fact, supposed to be playing Felicia Hardy. Yeah. Black hat. Uh, right. But drop that out of your mind because it doesn't matter. Never happens. <laughs> nope. Uh, but we now get into. My favorite. Oh, this is favorite. Yeah. Scenes. Of this movie. I told Imran that if I didn't like talk for a long time on this, yes, I, made I would demand he make me. Put it in the notes. Peter it, meets Harry. When Peter and Harry, quote unquote, reunite <laughs> as best friends from when I guess they were kids. The first part of this scene is actually decent acting from Andrew Garfield. The whole bit where he's talking about like, you know, I heard about your dad, man. You know, you were there for me when my parents disappeared. Like, I just wanted to see how you are. I wanted to to, to, to check in and so on and so forth. And then Dane DeHaan, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what he was doing because I think <laughs> he was trying to like make it that he was like wrestling with emotions during this whole conversation. Uh-huh. But the whole thing just comes off like a fucking space alien. It's so awkward. Who? wants to appear human while he talks. <laughs> I love his, line, his first line. He's like, sup. Like, he says, sup. Yeah, it was, it was, I think it's his first line was like, Peter Parker, sup. <laughs> well, like, okay, okay cool, whatever. That? That's weird. Yeah, weird yeah. way to start. <laughs> yes. All right, here we go. Yeah. But even then, it's like, after, after Peter does his whole thing about, like, you know, I just want to talk and, like, you know, say I'm sorry about your dad and, you know, if there's anything that I could do. The, like, the next thing he says is like, I'm with people. I'm in a meeting. And then there's just like this silence that hangs. He's like, oh, yeah, no, I didn't mean to in- intrude or anything. Like, uh, you know, I'll 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 leave you. I'll leave you alone then. And like goes to wander off to, to leave. And then he's, he's like, I guess this is his way of like showing like, oh, we're still buddies, though. As he's like, I see you got your braces off. <laughs> You got nothing to distract from your unibrow now. <laughs> and so my the next bit I love is how this moment then turns Andrew Garfield into a weird fucking, like, caricature. Yeah. Because then it's supposed to be like they're laughing and they're friendly, but he puts this big fucking smile on his face and turns his head slowly back to him. And while he's talking, he doesn't stop with the giant smile. <laughs> So suddenly it's, ha ha, there he is, there he is, and I'm like, oh, why? Oh, God. And you realize that I feel like this is the problem, is that they're trying to improvise around the dialogue. Yeah. But they don't know how. Because the dialogue is so shit that nobody can save this. This whole idea that, all right, in the first movie, Oscorp is this huge thing, and you're like, oh, 
you never mention or whatever that like your best friends that the guy that <laughs> owns the building. Yeah. I was gonna say when when Gwen <laughs> when Gwen's like getting an internship at Oscorp and like Peter's talking to her, like there's never a moment where it's like, oh yeah, you know, I was best friends with Harry Osborne when we were like ten. Yeah, no. you know, he moved away, and so I you know, I haven't seen him in years or anything like that. Nothing. We never even mention him. His dad's a total dick. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I, even like that. He, you know, his like dad that. was always kind of a douche and stuff, so, like, I don't mind breaking into his labs all the time. And his dad does not like me. I mean, yeah. at, least, at least the Raimi movies... Thinks I'm a piece of scum. Had them all uh, friends hanging out. But that's not what it is. In the, no. in the uh, Spider-Man uh, comics, I think Harry Osborn doesn't hate Peter Parker. No, 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 they all were buddies through high school and college, and they all hang out. Yeah. Yeah, Harry went to Midtown High. Yeah. <laughs> so then, this is this is the other one is the line that Harry gives cuz then uh Peter decides he's going to he's going to pick on him by being like do you still blow dry your hair every day <laughs> to which by the way Andrew with that fucking quaff no you have no right to talk about blow dryers yeah, no shit who are you saying blow dry and at which because especially well with, he just rolls out of bed with his yeah, hair like with how, looks perfect with how fucking oiled down Dane DeHaan's hair is, he's nowhere near a blow dryer. Uh, yes, makes yeah. no sense. But he, he, and then he's, his statement is he's like, I have one of my manservants hold the hair dryer, but I still do the comb, so I'm not entirely helpless. And I'm like, like, what are you doing? Like, this is, this is like you're trying to do some sort of weird, like, Keanu Reeves, yes. if he just came out of a coma, yes, like style. absolutely, it's the most awkward, weirdest delivery, Dane DeHaan. So then, then we go, and I guess he skipped out on the rest of his fucking board meeting because now they're just kicking it around like Central Park. This part is great. They're sliding down railings, sliding down railings. You know, in his fucking Brooks Brothers three thousand dollars suit, talking about how he's dating models out in Europe. Which, by the way, no, he's fucking not. <laughs> Like, I know Europe has, like, far lower standards compared to, like, American media and all that kind of shit, but, like, I don't know, man. I'm not buying Like, your it. money, I feel like your money gets you so far. Hookers! <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's but all, then, then yeah. we get to a couple of moments that I think it, it describe, like, define the Tommy Wiseau moments of this yes, movie. Yes, let's get to this, because there's a couple of things I'm like, what the fuck is they, he doing? They get to a railing yeah. overlooking the river, yeah. which means, I guess, this this must be this might be Battery Park then, I guess, because it's definitely not Central. Yeah. Or somewhere somewhere on, like, the Lower East Side, maybe. But he's sitting there, and they're talking, and so after they talk about the, the models, Harry asks Peter, like, oh, you got a girl in your life? And he goes, that's the question... That is the question. And more of Andrew Garfield repeating lines. And then he just <laughs> climbs over the railing. Why? Hangs onto it and just dangles himself backwards over the river so he can look Harry in the face what are you, while they talk. What? Are, and Harry doesn't react. And why did you think this is like a move normal people do? Like, Harry, what are you doing? Harry doesn't react. And I, the all I can think is this is 100% just Andrew Garfield making a choice in the yeah. scene. Yeah. And like, does this make it more relatable? I yeah, don't know. No one, like, because I feel like I feel like at some point, like Mark Webb had to be like, I don't know. I just feel like both of you leaning on the on the the railing. It's hard to shoot. I'll have to do it from the side. Can we? You cheat guys this? already like you guys. I need you guys to have a line of sight. And then Garfield was like, I got this. I have an idea. <laughs> so he just fucking climbs over the <laughs> railing like go he's gonna here. jump in the river. Yeah. <laughs> but so then after they talk about Gwen for a little bit and the fact that she works at Oscorp, Harry asks, like, oh, yeah, is she a model employee? And Peter just gives this <laughs> laugh. <laughs> and then we cut to another shot of them now skipping rocks. 
the fuck even was this? <laughs> like, this was the moment where I was like, this is the room. It's like a yeah, failure of them. Uh, it's a failure of writing and sh- and directing. And editing. Out- and, yes. yes. It's, it's a failure on so many levels. But, like, they're trying to make you believe that these guys are friends, and it's not working. No. no. He, or, or, uh, Dane DeHaan and Andrew Garfield have zero chemistry with yes, each other. Yes, absolutely. It's no awkward. It's so and then, awkward. And, 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 like, Garfield's trying to yeah. act. And Dane DeHaan, I don't think he can act. Yes, that's they, the thing. Yes. It's like, I've, I've, the only thing I've ever seen Dane DeHaan in that I fully it, remember from this is Chronicle. Yeah, and he was good in that. And he is good in that. Like, because yeah. he, he plays a different, completely different character. Yeah, he's he, a loser. He does yeah. very well as playing that, that, that doofy loser who gains power and, and becomes like a sadist. Yeah. But playing the swarmy, cocky, rich kid who, like, you know, gets whatever he wants, can meet, you know, can hook up with models in Europe if he feels like it. Like, when Franco played this role, you yeah. believed that yep. shit. Yep. When Dane DeHaan does it, it sounds like bullshit. The, and, you know, the, the comparison to The Room is so accurate because them skipping rocks is like Tommy Wiseau throwing a ball five feet away the football well, and back and like, forth that was even the thing it was just like the, thing. the moment the moment when he's asking like hey do you have a woman in your life it just felt like so how's your sex life Mark <laughs> and just <laughs> oh hi Mark yeah exactly <laughs> and just yeah, then we get not. to the point where we get to the point where they're skipping rocks and it's just them like both being like super angsty about parent shit and uh Peter's got a camera the, though, so you know he's a photographer. Yeah, we get the idea that he's a photographer. We talk about his dad and his dad's briefcase. We talk about Norman and how Norman was a shitty person. And then we get a delivery that I still don't understand, which was <laughs> Peter gets mad about his dad. He throws a stone that like goes all the way across the, the lake or the river or whatever it is. And Dane Don just goes, Whoa, what an arm. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Terrible. And just like you're, I've, I don't know if you're trying really hard or yeah, if you're not trying at care. all. Yeah, there's so many scenes in this movie that compete for being the worst. This is definitely one of the worst. Absolutely, because we find out the boys are not alone. It turns out the lawyers from Oscorp are following uh, Harry and yep. they're spying on him, and I guess recording what he's saying. This also never comes up later in the movie this, or anything. This specific moment never comes up There's later at all. Nothing There's nothing really that, that ties into him talking said. to Peter. Yeah. But during this, yeah. they then start talking about the fact that Max died at the at Oscorp in an accident. Oh. And that they're going to be like, oh, well, this happened when Harry was, uh, when he was CEO, and the first thing he's going to do is try and cover this up. Right. And uh, that's going to be bad for him. They have full color photos. <laughs> Of the accident in hand. <laughs> this shit happened like an hour ago. <laughs> Who showed up on the scene, got a took printer. a bunch of fucking pictures, yeah. sent them to somebody's email, being like, look what happened in Oscorp today. And then they printed it out on a color printer on photo paper to take with them when they went to go spy on their boss. The one hour Walgreens print uh, at the pharmacy is pretty, pretty, uh, Pretty good. CVS yeah, will print your photos. Just, you know, uh, if you go to Kinko's, you can get that shit blown up into a poster. Yeah. So <laughs> it is. I didn't think about that. That is <laughs> fucking crazy, yo. So they're they're getting spied on, and they're gonna blame Harry for this. And we then get the the next introduction or the reintroduction, I guess I should say, to Max Dillon as he now becomes 
Electro, which involves him shedding out of his own burnt skin like a husk and having this weird moment where he's in, like, I guess, a coroner's office or a morgue. Yeah, the, the incinerator is running. The fire's on. So Nobody's I guess, around. I guess they were going to just burn his body at Oscorp? Yeah, they're like, somebody just burned him. <laughs> um, and he wakes up, all the lights are going insane, and he finds out that he could, like, control the bone saw by holding his hand out and, like, floating it through the air. Okay, that's one of his powers. So his he he has the ability to make electricity go weird. Oh, his powers change every time he has you see the him. ability to drain electricity from things. He can, I guess, create electromagnetic fields because he can just levitate shit. Um, he's also Doctor Manhattan. Sometimes, he can, yeah, he could he's, he could just disappear into nothingness and reappear from it, uh, wearing shorts that never disappear. No, the shorts come he's, back. They're too. always a part of him. <laughs> Later on, so's the suit he randomly gets. Yeah. And he could disintegrate bullets. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of powers all Sounds over the place. Sounds like, uh, exactly like the comics. Yes. And all so, over the place. Uh, after his meetup uh, slash date with Harry Osborne, Peter gets a call from Gwen. Uh, and then we get this really needlessly long and slow motion bit where he's walking up to go meet her at a street fair. And it's just like, I, I really wish they had played, like, time after time during this, because it <laughs> felt like it would have fit. Because she's, like, just standing there, like, looking around, all cute, and, like, oh, I'm waiting for him. And he's, like, staring at her from across the street as he's knocking into people and almost getting hit by cars. It's like a Hugh Grant movie all of a sudden. Like, exactly. it just keeps changing tone. So suddenly we're back into the romance comedy, where they meet up, and she is like, well, you know what? Um, and, of course, like, we have to have the chemistry of these two in this movie. So even in the scene where she's essentially telling him, like, we're going to meet up because we can only be friends. We have to be friends. Like, otherwise, we're both going to be miserable about this. And he's like, yeah, we could totally be friends. Let's set some ground rules. And, like, they're setting ground rules of how, like, you know, you can't tell me I'm cute. He's like, all right, well, you can't brush your nose in that cute way that you do. And it's like, oh, fuck both of you. Just get out of here. <laughs> and because... There might be a god. Electro now has a scene, so I could get away from this bullshit. <laughs> and he has Electrovision, where he can see the electricity in everything, everywhere, always. Uh, he's on that one street that he's goes... He's in the Matrix. He's, he's in the Matrix. It's also that scene from the movie Lucy with uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Scarlett Johansson, yeah, where she yeah. like sees Wi-Fi. Yeah, you see Wi-Fi yeah. signals and cell phones. And he just happens to be on that one street that goes right down to the it Times goes, Square. It, yeah, it's this you know, one random street you know that, that goes street. dead on into Times Square it's from from residential Greenwich? area. Yeah, I don't know where from the east side. Yeah, so he like, he's walking, he, he steals energy from a car, uh, sets all the other car alarms off, and he just wanders off into Times Square. And he walks over to a grate in the ground and opens it and just starts feeding on the energy in the giant industrial cabling He's underneath juicing. this grate. He's juicing. And nobody is reacting. Well, to it's this. New York. That's not. And weird. that's the yeah. thing is it's it's New York City, so nobody's <laughs> reacting to this. But there's also like fucking sparks shooting up out of this thing around him. So right. I feel like at least someone would be like, you know, let's just let's just go over here. Let's just go over to the <laughs> side. Just don't look at him. Don't look at him. Just go over there. The crowds behave really interesting in this movie. Let's, yeah. let's go ahead and go to the M&M store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, to their credit, this movie entirely shot in New York State. 
You yes. know, at least so they kept it they kept it local. And if it's right. not New York City, it's Rochester. The correct. It's Rochester, yes. So we then cut back to the the friend date between uh Peter and uh Gwen, I almost said MJ again, uh, where they're talking about, you know, how life has been. And she's talking about this great place for Swedish meatballs that she loves to go to. And Peter lets it slip that he knows because he's been stalking her. Oh, I would have guessed Ikea. Uh, (laughs) Ikea has amazing Swedish meatballs, by the way. Listener, go get those Ikea meatballs. Wouldn't think the Ikea cafeteria would be good, but it's very good. And so... The moment she finds out that her ex-boyfriend with superpowers has been using that great power and great responsibility to stalk her around New York City. Not responsible at all. She is totally into it. That's like (laughs) super romantic, you know? And so it seems like things are kind of kindling back up again when suddenly Peter's spider sense, or as I like to call it, it, his plot point sense, (laughs) recognizes that miles away <laughs> it, because he could see uh it, it, i guess i guess they're supposed to be in queens because he could see manhattan as if like he's on a hill overlooking new york city yeah i, I don't know what the location was and he knows it's gotta be queens something's going on <laughs> and so he takes off leaving his clothing hanging on a tree and his shoes just on the ground like he spontaneously combusted. <laughs> he just jumped out of his shoes. And of course, Gwen ain't happy about that. You know what? That's another thing they missed is it's in the comics it was always funny Peter getting like changing clothes. Does Gwen know that he's Spider-Man? She does. Really? She knows yeah, he, okay. he told her in the first one. In the first one, yes. All right. But I missed the little moments of him, like, to, you know, trying to hide and take his clothes off. It's always funny. And was that spider sense? The fuck was that? I guess. Like, there's. Uh, it's the only thing I can imagine was the reason he looked off to the New head. York skyline. Yes, he just suddenly turns his head. He's like, oh, what's that? And the funny thing is, it's not even like, oh, he could have possibly heard, like, the cop radio or anything like that. Because, like, nobody did anything until he started swinging off to Midtown. Yeah. And now the cops are trying to approach electro to get him to stop eating electricity and so he's he's in this situation where he's trying to be like oh hey i'm sorry i didn't mean to do it i don't know what's going on like i've 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 been in a terrible accident and now i don't know what's happening to me and they're all like moving in on him with his gut with guns and they're circling him with cop cars because i guess he's that big of a threat he glows so that's weird but like, Listen, it's, it's, just, a, it's a black it, guy in a hoodie. What do you think they're going to do? Uh, okay. Oh, shit. All, right. Oh, shit. All right. It's a blue guy in a we, hoodie. Thank you. I, I, you know, there was, there was something that was missing, and I realized what it was. <laughs> I love that the cameraman, the one cameraman has a live feed to all the screens. Now, here's the, I was going to say, here's the thing. <laughs> one dude is just filming him. Yes. And for a second, I thought he might have, like, hit the camera with the electricity, and so suddenly he caused it to be, like, filling every screen in Times Square. But he didn't. That wasn't what I rewound to no. find out. Yeah, no, he's just, just randomly. Yeah, this dude who I don't even think is a news reporter. <laughs> it's got a is Sony now camera. the news camera in yes. all of New York as every fucking channel is suddenly being live fed to the billboards <laughs> of Times Square, all showing electric. I love the one moment where he's like, "They, you see me, they see me." You know, yeah, exactly. that makes sense. So then uh, he. 
he's about to get shot at, disintegrates the bullets. He accidentally causes a cop car to flip over because they try to ram him and he like hits it with his electromagnetic powers or whatever. Yes. And while he's doing this, the sound is dubstep. Oh mm-hmm. shit. It's all like Skrillex is yes, going his, on in the his background. His power is dubstep. It's dubstep. Yeah. Anytime just... he's using it, it's immediately that Hans and Zimmer. He, he hears voices in his head. Yes, this, yeah, and then, this was which, really weird. The voices are a part of the music track? Yes. So, the, uh, yes. Part of the uh, this, score. Yes. This was the part of the score that they brought Junkie XL in for. Because Hans Zimmer did the score with Junkie XL? It was Hans Zimmer, yeah. Junkie XL, and like five other fucking people. Didn't he name himself so great? Junkie, Junkie XL. XL that's what it name. is. It's junk. Yeah, but I you know I and then it's extra large. Junk. The I thing did, is, I find weird is he did he did like all the dubstep for this movie, and it it's just weird, and I, I get it, but it's also really dumb. But then he also did the fucking music for Mad Max Fury Road. Oh wow! And that soundtrack is mm. fucking banging. Mm. Yeah, but I don't know. That was a rock soundtrack. It was. I guess. That's the thing is, it's like it's rock with a little bit of an electric thing added into it. But like this, just ooh, thumbs down. You know, I rewatched this movie a few days ago, and I did not remember. That the voices in this part where it's like, they hate you all, kill them all. I don't know what they're well, saying. It, what like it was is it's like it's it's set to it. First off, it feels like it is. It's number one, it's set to the pacing, like the the, the, the rhythm of the, the music. Yeah. Two, it sounds like it is rhyming at him. Yes. Because it's because like the whole thing of it is just like, they hate you. You're a freak. Yes. They yes. hate you. Yeah. You're a freak. They love Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man. It like kills Spider-Man. And then it like hits the crescendo and he starts using his powers of dubstep again. It's like a spoken word performance. Yeah. But so Spider-Man shows up and he's trying to talk him down and he's like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't, you remember me? You know, you saved me. And he's like, Oh yeah, of course you're uh, he says, I'm max. He's like, you're max. I got that right. And it's yeah. like, okay, well done. You're, you're doing all right at this, this whole, you know, he's escalating pretty good, the situation. Yeah, thing. Pretty good negotiator. in the, in this part, and then he's he's trying to help him, and then suddenly, like, he accidentally sets his powers off, and a NYPD sniper shoots at him, and all shit just goes wild. Suddenly, he's he's shooting electricity all over the place, and we get this this slow-mo moment throughout uh, Times Square where Spider-Man's trying to save everybody from being inadvertently electrocuted by Electro's powers. And it's it's actually a really well composed moment. Yeah, the slow some of the slow mo action and the pull ins and stuff they never did in a Spider Man movie before, and it's it's it works. It's pretty. There's good. There's some interesting stuff in There's these. Some, it's but some like, pretty good. Yeah, I think that's, that's the thing is a lot of the Spider Man action. Yeah. in this and the movie before it. Yeah, was very well done, and yep. it was very well done in the sense that it really gave you this this more agile and fluid Spider Man. Absolutely right, as like he was in the comics. Yeah, yeah, I think that the action scenes in these two movies are probably the best Spider-Man action scenes besides the Spider-Man 2 action scenes. So, of all I can time. see that. We also then that. realized that after the police showed up and they were trying to, to like, de-escalate the situation with Electro, they apparently set up a whole bunch of cattle barriers in a giant circle around him so that everybody in Times Square could just crowd in to watch what was happening. Yeah. The, again, like you said, Rugs, the crowd here, you'd think they saw the destruction. Get there. the fuck out of there. You'd think they would run away. No, let's see Spider-Man. Come on. They're just fucking pushing up so, against these barricades. Uh, this whole situation happens, and suddenly, like, the, the, the news camera flips over, and it's now focusing on Spider-Man and not Electro, 
and the crowd is all cheering for Spider-Man, and they're booing Max and calling him a freak and saying <laughs> Spider-Man's going to yeah, kill you so and New so York. on and so forth. <laughs> and so I was like, I love that. They just tear it out of The real villain of this movie <laughs> yeah. is New York City it, and absolutely. the NYPD. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> the real assholes. Yeah. Yeah. And so he just, like, loses his shit, and this is where we have the whole moment where his thoughts are, like, boiling over with the dubstep music, and he, he hits the ground, and so, I forget what it was, but he makes he makes his own quip at this point, and I don't remember what it was off the top of my head, but I have in my notes, oh, so we're all just throwing quips out now? <laughs> it's so bad. And so he's about to try and kill the police when suddenly he gets doused with water from a fire hose, and this is the moment when we realize that Spider-Man is either Bugs Bunny or fucking Deadpool. Because he shows up out of nowhere with a firefighter team, and he's wearing the helmet, <laughs> too, the as they yes. douse him yeah, with the fucking necessary. And I was like, oh, no, why are why are we this much of a cartoon? <laughs> he, Spider-Man's very irresponsible. Yes. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's the writing, right? That's yeah. just oh, the writing. Yeah. There are so many things where he's wasting so much time while just destruction is happening, not trying to stop it. And anything. that's the thing is, like, he's very irresponsible as Spider-Man, and that's why it makes sense to me that he's telling Gwen, like, I can't be around you. Yeah, but uh, you'll be in danger and, because yeah. I'm incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He he gets doused and that's that's the end of it, and and they, they I guess they they take him they take him away. We don't actually see them like get rid of Max. It's just like oh now he runs. You know, suddenly suddenly Gwen's here now and she's yes. in the crowd and she yeah. sees him and she just gives him like the I'm mad at you look. I'm like you know he's Spider Man. You saw what just happened here. <laughs> Granted, he didn't really make everything better, but don't you think it would have gone worse if he hadn't shown up? <laughs> he then gets home. And he's crashing at his bed again because it was a, it was a rough night. His, his not-girlfriend is mad at him, and he had to fight a dude who shoots electricity and stuff. And then we get this real quick moment where he turns on the news, and there's a couple of really, really stereotypical nerds <laughs> being yes. interviewed on yes. the news talking about how, oh, well, you know, the fact that this guy could, uh, could shoot uh, electricity... But he didn't hurt Spider-Man, which means mm, his suit must most likely be lined with some kind of rubber or insulation that fought the electricity. <laughs> and well, I was like, actually. And all I could think was, please don't tell me that he's going to suddenly get ideas on how to fight Electro from people he saw on the news. <laughs> this is Peter Parker. He was... He was apparently second in his class oh, at no. Midtown yeah. Science High School. But he's also a fucking moron. Yeah, no, he movie. gets advice from uh, another even dumber place later on in the movie. But why? He should have been. Every time Electro hit him, he should have been electrocuted. After, I don't know. Well, we did get know. the one bit where the first time he hits him, he electrocutes him, and it it blows up one of his web yeah, web shooters. Web shooters, but. That suit is not conducting electric. Like, you would have been fried every time he got hit. I don't understand. Well, his suit's probably rubber, right? I don't yeah, think I guess it's it rubber. Is. Like, no, it's fabric. It's like a diving, it's like a diving suit. It's weird, because, we're so, number one, we're supposed to believe that he just made this fucking suit yeah, himself. I know, right, I don't know where he got but the But it's material. weird, because it's got, it has a very rubberized look to it, despite the fact that it looks like it's also just spandex. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was fabric. Spandex fabric. Um, it, it essentially looks like a morph suit. Like, because there are points where when he moves, it moves like a morph suit. A morph suit? Like the, the big one color suit that people would buy for like Halloween. So like oh. Green Man from oh. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, oh, those skin tight. Yeah, yeah, the skin yeah. tight suits. Yeah, yeah, it looks like that. Yeah. 
So, uh, after he saved the day and heard a couple of nerds telling him that he's a fucking idiot for not thinking about how to fight electricity, <laughs> uh, we get a sad montage uh, where we're getting just a random radio hit from, like, 2014. The worst playing. song ever. Yeah. I don't even, like, again, <laughs> it's I don't Phil remember. It's Phil Phillips. Remember Phil Phillips? He won American Idol. Anybody? Uh, no. no. Oh, well, now well, I do. Yeah. No, what I was don't. The, what was the, how did that song go? It's there. Something about home, or I don't know. The word home, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it kind uh, of dates the movie a little bit. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's, I guess it's a whole thing about how, like, whenever I'm with you, I'm home, or Some, something yeah, like some that. Fucking... But literally, while he's doing that, it's it's over him rebuilding his fucking random, like crazy conspiracy theory wall yes. about his parents' disappearance. Which nobody, and why? Nobody cares why did, about your why parents. Why did this suddenly come up to him? <laughs> Nothing led to this moment except they were just like, oh, by the way, shit, we forgot. Oh, that the was a case. thing. Yeah. Uh, he's got the briefcase, so he's back on the case. <laughs> and then we leave that because like... Yeah, this writing is so bad. Done, it's so done, bad. done with that for now is we now jump back over to Oscorp and Harry is looking at the weird little like USB drive slash like keyboard key that his dad gave him with the yeah, Oscorp logo on him. Square doohickey. And he's just like fucking around with it and the thing like bites him? Yeah, it jumps something. out of his hands. Like, like it, it jumps out of his hand and it's like he acts like the thing fucking bit him or stung him. And it lands on the table, <laughs> and we suddenly like, get this ow. whole, yeah, this whole exposition layout about how about the goblin tech armor. Oh, it's an exposition table. I see. So it, it tells him about the goblin tech armor, and he's like, "Oh, I don't want to know about that." And he starts swiping through other stuff, and he finds a whole bunch of files about how his dad and Peter's dad were basically building the spider hybrid project. To try and grant his dad, like, a healing factor regenerative ability to save him from this random dying disorder he has. And so, as he learns all about the spider research being about how to try and save his life, he then realizes, you know what? Despite the fact that they claim we ended all of this, the animal hybrid testing after the whole incident with the lizard... I feel like there's got to be one more that I could use, like that Spider-Man. <laughs> well, he knows, and then he knows he's he's dying already at this point. Yeah, right? at this point, his his eyes are puffy, and he's getting a weird like fucking rash. cyst on his neck. He just gets a rash. Which his father lived with this thing for like sixty years, forty years, and now all of a sudden it's gonna kill him in like a matter of hours. And I guess we're okay. supposed to believe that, okay. like. Norman lived this long because of all of the research he was doing to stop it. So, like, if Harry doesn't continue with that, he'll die sooner, where, maybe? Where did that... I, yeah, I didn't see that in the movie. That's that's the best I could come <laughs> up with. Jesus. But we then cut from Harry realizing he needs the blood of Spider-Man! <laughs> yeah. To... to <laughs> another contender for the worst fucking scene in this movie... Which is Peter trying to figure out how to protect his web shooters from the electricity of Electro. And he's doing it by watching a YouTube video that's explaining batteries. Oh my god. And the electrical output of batteries. It's like their wacky science YouTube guy. And it's, you yeah, it's, 
it's their own like sort of like uh, Dr. Nye kind it's of supposed to be, sh- like, you should know this like a, a long time ago. Yeah, it's supposed to be this wacky fucking Bill Nye type of guy, yeah, but he he looks like um oh what's his name? Uh Ron Howard's brother. Oh yes. Clint Howard. Clint, Howard he does yes. look like Clint Howard. But you're telling me Peter Parker doesn't know how fucking batteries work. So he's doing this where his whole experiment is, is that he's hooking a battery up to his web shooter, firing a web across the room, and then charging the web with the fucking just by he apparently set uh jumper cables to just his house's fucking power feed. Yeah, where's the other end of the jumper cable? What is that connected to? It's just like jammed into his fucking fuse box. And every time he does it, it blows up the battery until he uses a car battery where it lights the fucking web on fire and then blows up the battery. <laughs> at least it's science At least we're getting Peter Parker doing Well, he's science. doing something, at least. Doing I just something. think it's lame what he's doing. The yeah. other side of it is, it's just like... They also dare to bastardize the line from Jaws with him looking at me like, gonna need a bigger battery. Oh, does he say that? He does. The first test he makes when it blows up the battery, he goes, "Mm, gonna need a bigger battery. Lame. Holy shit. Uh, So (laughs) the writing is horrendous. He wakes up. He wakes up the next morning to Harry calling him. And when he answers the phone, Harry goes, Peter, it's me. I fucking know your name's in my phone. (laughs) But he this this is the moment where he starts to get this weird feeling like he and Harry definitely I think they might have hooked up after they were <laughs> skipping stones. Oh no. <laughs> because like he gives like this whole thing of like, I need you, Peter. I need you here. And I'm like, oh boy. Okay. Somebody's got it bad for Parker. <laughs> <laughs> so what I find funny is he he goes to go talk to Harry because he says it's important. And he is immediately like, he started yesterday deciding, I'm going to try and crack the code of, like, what was going on with my dad and his research. And literally the next day, it's just handed to him by Harry. He was like, I found these videos of your dad and my dad working on spider stuff. What a coincidence. And so the meeting is Harry telling him, I realized what I need is I need Spider-Man's blood so I can run tests on possibly trying to save myself. And Peter's just like, what? That's what? That 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 is that is insane. What? That's that, do you think that could work? I don't know if that could work. And he goes, well, maybe you could set up a meeting with Spider Man. You know him. And Peter's just like, I I do not. And my, I love that the the reasoning behind it is he's like, well, you took his picture for the newspaper, and he's like, yeah, from from far away, very far away, very big lens, long lens, long lens, yes. And I'm just like, oh, God, yeah, this fucking vaudeville act is so <laughs> awful. It's so awful. Like, this is what should have happened, is that they have this thing, and he says, listen, I found these fucking files, and your dad has been doing uh, experiments on spiders and shit. So, um, you know, it's Spider-Man's blood could save my life. And it's crazy. And then Spider-Man should have shown up. Because they're supposed to be really good friends, like Harry and and, and Peter, yeah. mm-hmm. like that. He would want to save him. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that, and and then it goes awry. Like everything that Peter does goes awry. Yeah. I perf- I honestly, I would have loved the idea if he does have Spider Man try to help him, and mixing his blood with Spider Man is what causes him to become the Goblin. Yes. Yeah. Then it ties it nicely together. 
But yeah, anyway, so that he's responsible for creating his bad guy. Instead, we get this bumbling bullshit thing where he's just like, oh, God, oh, I don't. Uh, oh, oh, no. Horrible. Yes. <laughs> and meanwhile, he's also he's also outright telling him your father fucking betrayed my dad. Yeah. yeah. He stole the research that could have saved his life and he disappeared. Yeah. And so now Peter's all like, what? <laughs> Awkward. No. Mm, really? <laughs> And so he leaves, and as he's leaving, we find out that uh, Gwen, I guess, figured out during the Electro mo- like scene that Electro was Max, who worked here, because I guess she heard the whole exchange of like, I- you saved my life, I'm Max. Yeah. And so she goes to search his name in the employee database, and I guess Oscorp has security working like the NSA. <laughs> Where the moment anyone searches for Max Dillon, they shut down the computer, they find out who it is, and get they're him. gonna fucking kill her? Get him. Get her. <laughs> so we get this, like, dopey Matrix-esque scene of her realizing security's coming to get her, and she's trying to, like, very, you know, very politely and calmly leave the area to get away from them, and... She almost, now this is what I love, she almost trips over her own feet because she's a woman in a superhero movie and gets caught by Peter, who notices where she is and notices that she might be in trouble. And they hide in a maintenance closet. Yes. Oh, wait. The other thing I wanted to bring up, because I, I this this I had to I had to mention was when they, when he has the meeting with Harry and Harry's talking about what the the experiments could have done. Yeah. He talks about how they could have granted him the ability to self heal like a spider. Dear Harry, everybody self heals. <laughs> it is a thing the body does. It's just called, it's called healing. accelerated healing. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good point. I like to heal myself. <laughs> So <laughs> she she gets caught by Peter. Uh, I also said that during this whole thing, Peter has the worst poker face ever whenever he's asked about Spider-Man in general. <laughs> They're like, Peter, you ever hear about Spider-Man? What? What? Huh? What? Huh? Spider? Spider what? Who? Spider who? Spider what? <laughs> Talking about who? <laughs> like at the one point where they're skipping stones, and he's like, yeah, we got these Spider-Men going around. He goes, just one. Just the one. Just the one Spider-Man. Only one of them. The you're like, dude, stop it. Even anybody, anybody who knows you for a day knows you're Spider-Man. <laughs> but so he, they're hiding in the closet. Apparently the guys just like take off. There's some more. Ex- now, the two of them d- give exposition to each other <laughs> about stuff we as the audience already, already know. know. They can't get each other We just up. saw the whole thing between yeah. both of them. I yeah. don't care that the, oh, the other one doesn't know about this. They don't need to know about it right now. You're not, you're not nothing new is happening here. <laughs> And then after that, we have a fucking metatextual conversation about how their hiding place is such a cliche. <laughs> I actually like that he called out that it's a cliched hiding place because I was and like, and then That's he a sexually assaults her in a closet. Yeah, they had time for a kiss in all this. So this is our hero, by the way. <laughs> oh, hey, saw you were in trouble. Thought I'd stuff you in a closet and force myself on you. <laughs> See you later. So she kind of liked it. <laughs> yes, they wrote it so that she liked it. Yeah, because so yeah. far, every time he has forced himself into her life, the says, yes. and Gwen's into it. Yes. She stalks stalk her. She, she yeah. says, That's what she's so creepy in this movie. I'm surprised by the end she wasn't calling him daddy. <laughs> she may have been. Uh, so then they come up with this whole, like, three stooges act for him to get her away to get to the elevator. And I will admit... 
I really liked the physical comedy of this moment. I thought it went... I thought they did well with it. With him splashing the coffee, spinning him around, knocking the other guy into the cart. Then he drops his jacket down, splashes the coffee in the other guy, so on and so forth. And he like ties just his shoelaces together. Ties his when shoelaces the- together, takes off. She gets into the elevator where she, uh-oh, runs into Harry Another Osborne. coincidental meeting in this fucking elevator. Looks like the new lovers <laughs> meeting the ex. <laughs> and you can tell, like, there is, they have that chemistry, too. Yes. Where she's awkward, and Harry has this whole thing where he's just, like, looking her up and down, like, I don't know what he ever fucking saw in you. <laughs> And so they, I don't even remember what they talk about. I don't honestly know if it was important, but that was it. We, the two of them have met at least once it, in person. It was the bullshit conversation about like, I thought you guys broke up. And she's like, it's complicated. He's like, oh, everything with Peter is complicated. Uh, everything with Peter's complicated. Oh like his sexuality. <laughs> um, and so they take off and, uh, oh, this, okay. So this is where we then move on to the Ravencroft Institute where they are holding Electro. And I'll tell you now, I realized we are an hour and a half into this episode, and we are nowhere near done with this movie. <laughs> oh, God. This is how Holy much shit. This is how much unnecessary shit is in this overstuffed movie. I'm going to see how well I could do to try and truncate a lot of this. Uh, Electro is being held at the Ravencroft Institute because they want to try and test his power, because they want to find out why he is what he is. He vows he's going to murder Spider-Man and destroy the world, and this is on tape. This is also where we learn again that his power is dubstep. (laughs) Also, we meet the stereotypical German scientist straight out of a fucking Joel Schumacher Batman movie. Named Dr. Kafka. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Max. Your powers are very interesting. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Why is this guy a fucking German? (laughs) Uh, Peter goes home. Questions may about why his about his father being a traitor and, you know, uh, betraying Oscorp and, you know, you know something and you're not telling me. And I don't know if um, Aunt May is supposed to be like Irish Catholic in this movie. Oh, yeah. But she Irish guilts the shit out of him. <laughs> she does. She just like, you know, I I slaved and I tried <laughs> to raise you and I'm working two shifts so I could raise money for you to go to college and you just lusting after a father who was never here for you. And it's like, oh, Jesus, it's fucking heartbreaking. Sh- yeah. All right, let's stop now. Yes. She's like, you're my son. You're not his son. But then she goes ahead and she tells him the whole story about how people from Oscorp showed up after he disappeared, saying that he stole stuff and was trying to sell it. And Peter's like, I don't believe that. But I guess he believes it. <laughs> and we then move on to Spider-Man stopping by to visit Harry to tell him, I won't give you my blood because I don't know what it will do. And Harry has a tantrum because <laughs> Harry is dying. And no one cares. <laughs> yep. You don't think they could have just like tested the bloods in a container to see what would happen. And then, uh, you know, then you're like, this is not a good idea. You got the scientist dude there. Yeah, you, you can't know, figure this out. Gonna, no, he's just like his like, best friend, supposedly. Yeah. Yes, because I, I, the, next note, the next note that I have is when he's talking to Gwen about it. He's like, I want to save him because he's my best pal. I'm like, since when? <laughs> like, it's it literally is just like, you're, you're apparently best friends, but I've never seen it. I don't get that from you. It yeah. really does feel like your, your one night stand with Harry Osborne got real weird when he told you he's dying and you don't know how to break up with him. <laughs> yeah, just wa- I'll, I'll tell you how. You walk up to him, you say, I break up with you. I break up with you. you twice. You, well, twice. Yeah, you, you gotta to say it twice, things. otherwise it's not binding. It doesn't count, yeah. yes. 
doesn't stop. But it's just, it's even more of this wishy-washy shit with him and Gwen, where he jumps down to go talk to her, but she's on the way, oh, right, skipped over this, she told him way back when they were in Queens on their, their ice cream date that she is probably going to move away, because she was offered a scholarship to go to Cambridge. Oxford. Oxford, yes. sure. Yeah. England. England. Um, <laughs> And so... When he jumps down to go talk to her about how Harry's dying, she's on her way to her interview for her scholarship at Oxford. <laughs> and, like, he basically forces her to be late to it so he could talk about his bullshit. <laughs> yeah, terrible. It's just, I don't, I don't know, like, at this point, I don't know what's happening in this movie no, or why no, or who does. I should care about. There's so many plots. Um, no, it's just. This is just bad. So then he has another fucking angry montage where he's ripping all of his shit down from his walls about trying to find his dad, despite the fact that he put that up there yesterday. <laughs> and he, he gets so mad that he throws his dad's calculator against the wall and it explodes full of fucking subway tokens. And we get this uh, flashback thing about how uh, May said he used to take the fucking D train every morning and also, there was a note he found that said Roosevelt, and that's tied all the way back to the beginning of the movie, I guess. So he's now Googling with Roosevelt and D-Train and <laughs> something or other, something and he finds happening. out about a, an abandoned Roosevelt station in New York, and he's like, oh, that's what all these subway tokens must be. Why would he hide them if they're just subway tokens? Like, that's in they're not! It's inconspicuous as it is. I guess they're radioactive subway tokens? I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I guess they're probably specially made to unlock this the magic place. Well, they look like regular subway tokens. They did, but I honestly I can't tell you, like, man. You know. I like I just can't tell you. No. Like I I wish I had answers for you, Imran. No, there's no reason for anything that happens in this movie. So while Harry's getting drunk because he's dying, Felicia tells him that she overheard from some guy in security that the venom for the spider project still exists. And it's down in special projects. And he's like, oh, cool. I'll go look into that. But then the lawyers bust in and they tell him, you were CEO when this man died and you covered it up. So now we're, we're booting you out of here. And he was like, fuck you. I hate you. <laughs> and this is the point where I realized that literally everybody, every villain in this movie is highly sympathetic. <laughs> like, like Harry Osborne is dying. He's running a company he didn't want because his father demanded it. And now corporate America is fucking him. <laughs> His best friend won't help him. That's yeah, the audience. His, his best friend help. abandons him. The, the superhero that everybody Spider loves Red basically no. told him, go die. And now he's, Harry. He, now he's being stripped of the only thing he has. And I'm pretty sure fully she fucked him over. Because <laughs> yes. while she's watching it, she has this look on her face where you're like, is she sad uh, or yeah. did she plan this? She set it up. Yeah. He decides he's going to try and get some sort of revenge while Peter sneaks off to this subway platform that he had to get by armed guards to get to? Were they armed? I thought it was just, like, uh, workers. Oh, it, I, it workers. looked like they might have had guns, but I <laughs> probably just made it up because that was interesting. It's more interesting than this, yeah. So he gets there, and we get yet another uh, bait-and-switch moment where he uses the subway token on the, the random turnstile that's facing a wall, thinking it's going to open a door, but no, it reveals a secret train car that comes up out of the fucking ground. <laughs> yes. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. 
Like, why would you? It just put a, there's a door. Open a door. That makes more sense. You walk into a secret door. There's a lab under there. Okay. Why does a subway train have to come out of the ground like some magical place? Yeah. And how much trouble it would take to fucking put this together when it could have been Ooh, a way more simple. Built this. I don't know. Yes. How did it's he excavate? It, makes no it is literally, sense. literally, it's like the same kind of problem you have with the Batcave. Yeah. Bruce didn't do this shit himself, yeah. and he sure as shit didn't let people leave knowing about this, which means Richard Parker murdered a bunch of contractors. <laughs> he must have, because somebody <laughs> who worked on this job would know about the secret train in the D so, station. So Peter gets on the secret train. It's his dad's weird secret train lab where we find the message that he had left where he's basically saying, um... Osborne wanted to turn my research about spider-human hybrids into a biological weapon that he could sell to a, a foreign government. I was not okay with that, so I'm destroying most of the research. I'm stealing what I can, and I am running off with it, but I have to abandon my son. And the funny thing is, this research will never work properly again because it, it's my DNA that I mixed with the spiders, and only someone of my bloodline could make it work. Oh, God. Okay. Dear Richard Parker, if you are leaving a video message that says, I am disappearing so no one can use my research because they need my blood, and then openly admit that you left your son, who has (laughs) your DNA, out of this, you have just put your son in danger again because... He's in the open, and you're not. And I'll tell you right now, Ben and May ain't going to stop a fucking army coming down on them to steal that little boy. There's so many things wrong. How dare you do this to us? First of all, this whole fucking plot line, completely unnecessary. Shouldn't have even been in the movie. Doesn't need to happen. No, it's absolutely. We don't need his powers to be entirely granted to him from his fucking yes, DNA. Um, yes. Yes. It's yes. the reverse of what Spider-Man stands for. You take away the specialness that anyone could have been Spider-Man. Because his whole concept is this could have happened to anybody. Fuck it. Apparently not. Yes. Right. And you're telling me Richard Parker recorded this video on the off chance someone would throw the calculator find the tokens put together that it's this Roosevelt D trade and figure out how to get this thing up. Who was this message for? Yes. Who is he trying to talk to? Talk to? Who's going to find this? That I don't this? get either. <laughs> what the fuck? It's just a cluster just fuck lazy, of garbage. lazy writing. Oh, it's so lazy. So then, then after he gets out of the, 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 the trade station, all like, I guess, weighed down with exposition, he gets he sees he has a voicemail from Gwen Stacy, who again starts her phone call with Peter it's me. <laughs> Bitch, I know. <laughs> and this is her leaving him a voicemail saying, I'm sorry, but I have to leave to go to, Ox- uh, to go to Oxford. I figured it was better to do it this way than in person because blah, 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 blah. Goodbye. So he says, fuck that noise. Who gets a scholarship and then immediately has to fly out of the country? The, you just got this scholarship and now you, they were like, well, okay, apparently, gotta go now. There was like some super secret great Apparently, there's some super secret great summer course that oh. she just couldn't pass up. Oh, the summer course. I see. So, you know, fuck y'all. I'm out of here in July. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Harry Osborne, because he learned about uh, Ravencroft and Electro 
in his seek, uh, you know, sneaking through the secret projects the bin special projects at father. Oscorp yeah. before he got booted from the company, goes to Ravencroft, uh, says, it's me, I'm Harry Osborne, I own this place, let me in, and they do, because apparently no one had a phone <laughs> to tell people uh, Harry Osborne's not allowed on any of our properties. Yeah, they have that program that uh, destroys any evidence, no problem, mm-hmm. but... Uh... They don't but get no, the word out. no one can just like you know put out a mass email that says uh, BT Dubs Harry Osborne no go. I think Human Resources went home for the day. So I have oh, good. It might have been another tomorrow. Friday. Yeah, well, email really it on consistent Monday. there. Yeah. But uh, so he gets there, but it's weird because like he gets there and he gets far enough to the gate before there seems to be any issue with letting him in. Yeah. And then he James Bonds his way in by stealing the fucking stun baton off of one of them and knocking the two guards out. Yeah, I don't really feel like he could kick anybody's no. ass. This fucking no. Dane DeHaan, you're telling me Dane DeHaan took down a grown adult? No. 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 Not even with a fucking taser. Did, no. Did not happen. Uh, he not even with nunchucks. He would have <laughs> yes. gone for it, and the guy behind him would have grabbed him and gone, what are you doing? Yes, just grab him by the head. Uh, so he, he breaks into... Ravencroft, he somehow just is able to walk into the Electro Room, brings him up out of his uh, ice bath or whatever. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah. They apparently are just leaving him in water because I guess that stops his powers. That's his kryptonite. Sure. Sure. Um, <laughs> and he strikes up a deal with Electro where he's just like, look, here's the thing. You hate Spider-Man. I hate Spider-Man. Let's team up to hate Spider-Man and kill him. And he's like, okay. He goes, but we also need to stick it to Oscorp because they fucked both of us. He's like, uh-huh. Okay. Like, Great. <laughs> Let's do that. We're on the same page. And so he frees Electro. Uh, they murder Dr. Kafka and a bunch of guards, and they escape from Ravencroft. And this is where we find out about his magically constantly on underwear. <laughs> Electro does his best Dr. Manhattan. While Gwen is on her way to the airport and stuck in traffic because <laughs> New York, Peter decides to use... Some great power, very responsibly, by writing, I love you, in webbing, on the side of a bridge. Just hoping that she would be right across the river to see it? Because I guess he knew exactly where she was. Because he's been stalking her. He probably put a spider tracer on her. Come oh, on, let's good, be honest. Good point. I'm sure he did. He um, vandalizes so, the bridge. Yes. So they have they have their funny little moment of her going, stop the cab, in dead stop traffic, and him going, lady, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> New York. And so she gets out, she sees the message, Spider-Man kidnaps her off of a street, and then they hang out on a bridge, where they are just, like, making out and deciding, I want to be with you, I love you, we have to be together. Meanwhile, back at Oscorp, Harry and Electro break in, they kill a bunch of people, they attack the lawyers, Harry wants to know about secret projects, the lawyer says, I ain't telling you. So, Electro kills him by zapping him in the heart, and stopping his heart. And then they walk over and Electro defibrillates him with his hands to bring him back so they can keep questioning him. And I'll tell you what, that's actually pretty fucking clever. Uh, But like when he first comes in, Max goes, remember me? And these two characters have never met in this movie before. Nope, not once. Not once. I don't know what he's talking about. You know what? Even when you worked here? No. I had no idea. I didn't remember you. He suddenly has a super suit. Yeah, where who made this fucking suit? It's pretty sharp. And it yeah. includes like the spots on his chest where he was being clamped into the harness at Ravencroft. Oh. And I don't know why. Okay. So this suit was used there, maybe? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. 
suddenly Dane DeHaan is now going into full on, uh, God, he reminds me of a character in something, but just like, you know, he's, he's, he's laughing and he's waving a gun around because now he's a bad guy and he's whistling the Jeopardy theme when they kill the guy and bring him back because that was the wrong answer. Uh, Sony also owns Jeopardy, apparently. So (laughs) they bring him back. He gets the answers he wants. They bring him down to special projects where they get the spider venom, and he says it's not going to work. They inject him with it, and it turns him into the goblin. While he's the goblin, he goes crawling off into a room where the armor that he so conveniently learned about before It's right there. And he gets into it, and apparently it has the ability to heal him. So he's wearing it. And then he takes off on the glider it has, and you get the (laughs) laugh because we needed it. Yeah, you need the goblin laugh. And also, when you initiate shutdown in the Oscorp building, it opens all the doors to everything. Yes. I don't know why. Uh, Including all of your super secret projects. Yes. (laughs) Just have the suit just happens to be right there. And so now we get to the other part of their plan, I guess. So while Peter and Gwen are making out on the bridge, uh, they look over and they see the grid, pl- like, power plant blowing up because Max is attacking it and destroying it. Why? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't remember Nobody why. Knows. I guess he wanted to destroy it because he created it and they took it from him. Okay. Also, Gwen has amazing vision. because She, she does see. have amazing vision. She's because like, that like a goddamn hawk <laughs> yes. from on top of a bridge, she sees just an explosion <laughs> at a power plant. She goes... Is that Max? Yes, from all the way away <laughs> on the bridge. She goes, is Bitch, that Max? Bitch, what bit you? How the fuck do you know? <laughs> so they go, you know, the power is going out in the entire city. Apparently, we have to have moments of May trying to save people in the hospital while they have no power. Uh, cars are crashing into each other. Uh, there's a whole problem at the airport where now the... the uh, tower is out of power so they can't direct planes so now it's turning into die hard 2 where we have like oh god planes are gonna crash into each other holy shit dude this so this is there's so many parts of this movie that made me angry but nothing angrier than the two planes almost about to crash each other that nobody knows about it's a ticking clock that none of the actual none characters, of the characters in the are movie actually a part know. of why did you need to show us these two planes that all, all was so unnecessary could have been cut it out. It just ups the ante, I guess. It's all tension going on. Yeah. It's all tension for the audience. Like Spider-Man doesn't know about these planes. Right. He hasn't if there's no like, oh dude, you better get this done in a minute or you're gonna have people die. He's just like, uh miracle. <laughs> I was like, why are they showing me the plane? What the fuck is this? He comments that he doesn't know how to fight Electro because the dude fucks up his his gadgets with electricity. And Gwen tells him well, just magnetize them. That's how you can do it. You know, like with a battery. You remember? He goes, uh, no, explain it to me. And she explains it. And then goes, weren't you, you know, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, no, totally. I, I totally get that. She goes, yeah. I mean, you were second place at, uh, at East, at, you know, uh, Midtown Science. He's like, like the dumbest Peter Parker ever. Who in that class was stupider than Peter Parker? Yes. He didn't know about batteries. Didn't know about magnets. They didn't know about any of this shit. So they magnetize his his shooters by hooking it up to the battery of a fucking cop car. He then webs Gwen to the cop car and tells her to stay there because she's going to get hurt if she tries to help him. And he runs off to go fight Max. 
And so we have another dubstep fight where he's fighting Electro at the electri- at the uh, power plant to the point where it's he is playing itsy bitsy spider off the things with dubstep sounds <laughs> off of the pylons in the fucking uh, power plant. He's like, "This is and, my favorite song." And Sp- yeah, Spider Man comments, "I hate this song." <laughs> I we, I forgot to mention my favorite line is when he's back with the German scientists and he's just like, "You don't know who I am, Doc. I'm Electro." Yeah, he like, names himself. Oh my god, lame! It's not. And that's the thing. It's one thing that I I miss from the Raimi movies. Yeah. It was the newspaper that gave them the name. Yes, that makes way more sense. But instead, it's oh, I'm Electro. Why? So they have their fight. Bunch of crazy slow motion action. Pretty cool looking. Uh, ultimately, weirdly pointless. I don't know why it's even happening. Yeah, it's totally pointless. It looks nice. Meanwhile, we learned something that's really disheartening. Gwen Stacy has the ability to cut herself free from Spider-Man's webbing with, yeah, like, a car key. What the fuck? Ah. Yeah, th- this webbing is supposed to be super strong. He swings on this shit. It doesn't dissolve for an hour, and she cuts it with her keys. It is supposed to have the tensile strength of steel cable. Yes, you can't cut this fucking webbing. She should have been stuck there for an hour. Maybe an hour passed? Did he make shitty webbing? An hour did not pass. There's no I way. wouldn't put it past him to yeah, have made subpar webbing. He doesn't know webbing. what batteries or magnets are, so... So, we get to a point where then she says, oh, well, you know, here's what we have to do, blah, blah, blah. They work together, and they decide we have to turn his power against him in order to repower the grid with him. Uh, she goes running inside because... Oh, she hit him with the cop car because she drove in and saved him by hitting the bad guy with a car. She saved a day. She starts yelling about how, don't you ever do that to me. I will do what I want. I'm a strong, independent woman, and you can't tell me not to be here. She calls him a caveman. (laughs) I guess. Um, And so she's going to go run inside, and when he finally sets it up that he's going to use his webbing to basically create a conductor for the electricity, she'll power the grid back on, and that'll save the day, turn the power back on in the city, and Electra will be gone. And you know what? It all worked out just that way. Um, what doesn't make sense to me, though, <laughs> is when Spider-Man was testing his webbing yeah. on a fucking car battery, yeah. it caught fire. <laughs> so now when this man, who is essentially um, the living embodiment of lightning, strikes this thing with all of his power, it just glows. <laughs> also, how is she the only one who knows how to shut down the power plant? And why does she know how to shut down the power plant? I don't know. Oscorp employee. Isn't she an intern? Because, because she, writing, she's an yeah, intern. But like, it's it's the fact that she knows how to do it, and also when she goes up, oh, it's padlocked. I need a key. She turns around. There's a dead body holding the key <laughs> up in the air, like it's here. You go, Gwen you go, Stacy. And so by the way, she's apparently not phased by dead bodies. Nope. She I was totally fine, fine with that. And I'll tell you what, I'm not saying she should be because she's a woman. She should be because that's not a thing people deal with on a normal day. <laughs> yeah. So that all works out. Good, great, grand. We're so happy. And then the goblin shows up. And by seeing Spider-Man standing within 20 feet of Gwen Stacy, he realizes you're Peter Parker. This is the first time when I watch the movie, I'm going, oh, wait, there's still more. It's still fucking going. Okay. So real quick. 
He steals Gwen, flies up to the top of a clock tower, drops her into it. He and Peter are fighting. She's dangling from Webb in the clock tower. Oh, man, what's going to happen? She falls. He knocks out the, the goblin. He goes to save her, gets her with the web. She smacks her head into the fucking ground. Gwen Stacy is dead. So, first of all, why is there a fucking clock tower in the middle of this electric plant? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Second thing, God, if there was another universe where Sam Raimi used Gwen Stacy in his movie and did this exact scene off the Brooklyn Bridge in that movie, I would have been geek boner. So happy. But they have they pulled a dark night on this this whole death of Gwen Stacy and burned it and fucked it up. And the, like it's perfect comic accurate. She's wearing like the lab coat and it's it, it nails that. But it's in the wrong movie. It's at the um, wrong thing. The few notes that I have about it, the fact that he's able to stop her from falling by stopping the gears of the clock tower with his foot. Um, Dude, are you made of vibranium? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Uh, I understand that you're strong, but like spiders could still be crushed, dude. Also, shitty webs again. That that's where it's gonna cut yeah, the web. His webs are Jesus. garbage. Webs I suck. think it's. I think it is interesting that they make it more obvious that uh, the fall killed her by smacking her head into the ground. Yeah, if you have the captions on, it actually says like head thuds or head head hits the ground or something. So, but because it's, it's very I know hard that to tell. It's, it's been a long yes. held conversation as to whether or not she died from the fall uh hitting the ground or if him catching her with the web at such a speed broke her neck well that's the beauty of how they did it in the comics because you could still debate that off those panels because it was over water and there, i think there's a snap in there when when it does snag her yeah she snaps it's her neck snaps. He, so he essentially you know he causes her, her death just like here but I do love the slow motion web, like reaching out to kind of grab her. Like, was- well, this this was one of those moments where you're like, oh, they built this whole scene for the 3D release. Yes, just for that. And she dies, and we are now two hours into this movie, and Andrew Garfield starts acting. Oh my god, he's got a better cry face than Tobey Maguire, and this is actually pretty good, well done, sincere. You know, and grief. I gotta tell you guys. We almost made it all the way through a non-MCU Spider-Man movie without a funeral. Oh, no. But damn it, we got we one in there. have a funeral right away. How much time has passed? So we get ourselves at the funeral of Gwen Stacy, and then Peter lives in that cemetery <laughs> through, like, four seasons. It's like snowing, and then it's fall. It was like... It was like, it's summer, and then it's fall, and then it's snowing, and now I think it's spring, and they say, five, five months, months later. Passed. Yes, what the fuck is going on with time in New York City here? It's like, ah, oh, damn, dude, global warming's weird. <laughs> yeah, global warming's really accelerated in 2014. Uh, and so, and so here months, again, I'm like, oh, the movie, this is a nice ending point right here. I would have been happy. Five months have passed. <laughs> Spider-Man has not been seen or heard from. It's very obvious that May understands and realizes that Peter is Spider-Man. Because she's, like, sitting there, filling a box with shit that Ben owned. Watching the news where it's like, it's been five months without Spider-Man and we don't know why. <laughs> and, you know, Peter's watching it all sullen and she's like, people seem to miss him. Like, looking at him. Like, I'm sure he'll be back. Pause. It's just like, yeah, we get it, May. You know. You know he's Spider-Man. He's really sad right now. And then, then they had the whole moment where she's doing her whole thing about like, oh, I'm packing his stuff away. And, you know, the more this box is full... The lighter I feel. Great, May. Thanks for the metaphors. I'm going to go upstairs and feel bad about myself. Uh, we then get the scene where 
a shadowy man walks yes. into Ravencroft Institute and finds Harry Osborne, who's looking pretty good. And se- essentially just sets up the whole idea about how Harry wants to create the Sinister Six. Uh, says everything that they need is special projects, and that they have posted bail to get Alexi out of prison. Remember him from five hours ago? <laughs> uh, and they are going to gift him something. And so he is gifted the Rhino tank suit that he is walking around downtown Manhattan in, just blowing up cop cars after robbing a bodega. But you got that set. You got the Easter eggs of the octopus legs and it the has, vulture wing the, in the background. Yeah, it's, it's got the Otto Octavius forearms. It's got the vulture wings. When he was in the room to begin with yeah. earlier on, I think one of the rooms had the symbiote like in a, a jar or something. Oh shit! There was a symbiote in there too. Yeah. It's pretty much like a producer at Sony just showing up at the scene. He's like, Harry, let me tell you about these spinoffs. They're going to be great. Here are the movies we want. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, and so, despite the fact that he said he was going to watch Gwen's speech that was videotaped from their uh, graduation, like the same night of their graduation, five months and one Gwen Stacy <laughs> death later, yes. he finally sits down to watch it. Hey, let me watch this. And suddenly, her speech about being hope and working for other people and so on and so forth makes sense as it spurs him on to be Spider-Man again. <laughs> and so he goes downtown to go stop the rhino because a giant crowd is gathered behind barriers to watch him fire machine guns at the police. Again, this am- amazing voyeuristic New York crowd. Yeah. <laughs> and the little boy from earlier that he saved from bullies goes running out there in his own Spider-Man Halloween costume deciding he's going to stand up to this giant tank man. And this is the point where I was like, wait, are they starting another movie? <laughs> What's and going on? he goes running up there and is, oh, I'm going to stop him. And, and Paul Giamatti's making fun of this kid. <laughs> and so that Spider-Man shows up and he goes, hey, man, maybe I'll take over for you. You're the bravest kid I know. Bump it. All right. Go talk to your mom. She had a heart attack. <laughs> so the kid runs off and he starts talking shit to Rhino and it's taking fucking 10 minutes the whole time they could have just shot him there he's just rhino is just standing there watching all of this and so finally he goes running down to go start a fight with rhino rhino fires a bunch of missiles at him he picks up a manhole cover with his webs swings it around to knock the missiles out of the way you know where there's a crowd nearby (laughs) it's just deflecting (laughs) into the crowd of people and then he goes to go hit rhino with the fucking manhole cover and boom cut to black this movie's over cut to black fuck you Ah, holy shit how long have you been talking two hours hours. you you did it almost real time and i knew this was gonna be long because that end shot you're like this looks so cool i wonder what oh oh okay and it's over. Wow. Well done, Dalhauer. Look, after that, we need to take a break. We're going to yeah, take with, some promos. Got, I think we have to come back for a second episode we to need do analysis. To, we need to rehydrate. We will get to what the fuck happens. It's pretty clear right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. And welcome to the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. Hey, Ian. Yeah. Did you know you could find us on the Danger Entertainment Network? Danger? Danger Entertainment. That's right. It sounds dangerous. It, it is. It's, it's a tad bit dangerous. You'd be shocked to find that out. You know, there's a bunch of great podcasts you can find there. Our friends from the History of Bad Ideas podcast, Who to What Now, Besotted Geek. No, they retired. That's right. They retired. They retired. 
But there are a bunch of other great podcasts you can find there, along with us. You know, we're the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast, and we do pop culture and chili cheese dogs and whatever else floats our fancy. Yeah. Check us out. For sure. For sure. We're we're on most podcatchers, so give us a look. Peace. Hey, it's Brian. And it's Tony. From the Salty Language Podcast. Two friends that have been around each other for, what, like 70 years or something, and... Uh, we're like a married couple that you hate. <laughs> yeah, basically something like that. We talk about, you know, just weird news, stuff that happens in our life, pop culture, really anything. We just have a nice conversation and make up stuff along the way. You can find us at saltylanguage.com. For sure. And I'm, we find. <laughs> well, also, you can find us on dangerentertainment.net. Entertainment.net, in case you missed it the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Listener, join the fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon to join our awesome fan club community. You'll be helping us out, and you get access to a whole bonus podcast feed featuring instant reactions, bonus content, post shows, movie reviews, the shows come out early. There's also stickers, T-shirts. It's a lot of fun. Jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. And? And something special coming to them soon, Imran. Yes, we will. We'll discuss at the end of the show, though. Yes, and I hope you're enjoying uh, our, the 12th What the Fuck Happened, Dalhauer. Mm. Let's find out what the fuck happened. This movie, oh. as we just heard, with several, several plots... With tons of Sony product placement. The movie that seems like they took all the notes from what sucked in the first Mark Wedd movie and just made a movie about that. Like, just decided to do all the bad shit. How does this happen? How does this kill this franchise? What do you got? Literally what it felt like with this movie was like somebody said people hated Spider-Man 3. Yeah. I bet we could do worse. <laughs> yes. They literally jump from the first movie to like the third shitty movie where usually you would get a second really good movie and then it would fucking tank in the third. They just go right to the third movie. Let's well, put I 17 that, villains in here. I think that with Sam Raimi, the producers were getting too involved in what he wanted to do. It yeah. fucked up the third movie. Yes. I don't think that was Raimi's call. No, it wasn't Raimi's call at all. The problem was, so, especially when it came to things like Venom in that movie, that was Sony. Sony wanted Venom in the movie. They yes. told him it's going to be in the movie. Put him in the movie. And so he right. had to work around that. That is the exact same fucking problem with this. This movie was a movie created by suits and producers yep, yep. to build a world that they could try and compete with the MCU with. Yep, and yeah. this is largely a reaction to Avengers that had come out two years earlier, and the MCU in general. Uh, and Sony has had a hard on for Venom for so long that yeah. they finally get a, 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 a you know almost a billion dollar fucking Venom movie somehow. But we well, Venom has fans. Yeah, look at the movie; yeah. it made money, yeah. even though it was a piece of shit. Yeah, so they they were right. Yeah, I, I said I said when it came out, Venom would have been a great movie if it had come out ten years before it did. Yes. I mean, the potent- they had so much potential, though, to build an awesome shared universe with Spider-Man characters. But we're in a unique position where we've seen personal emails from the producers that really give you evidence to what the fuck was going on. And Sony just continues to just fuck things up. Like over and over again. Yeah, they got hacked at Sony, right? Yes. Like yeah. so. This this was this was this came out just around the time as the Sony email hacks. Yeah. 
And it, one of the biggest issues that we saw with that was we, we saw a lot of what it was they were trying to build with this movie. We saw that they wanted to create their own cinematic universe based around the Spider-Man uh, property. Which would have been brilliant. Mm-hmm. It would have. They could have done very well if they had just tried better. They They have all of these great characters they can use. They have all these great storylines that they can pull from. But the problem was they they felt that they had to compete with the high-end action of the Avengers immediately. Yeah. They had to set up not only two sequels that they were planning on trying to make, but at least four spinoffs. Yep. <laughs> Away from all of that is the fact that for some reason they felt like they needed to a use a here or use a villain we hadn't seen before with Electro as well as introduce the Rhino because we're going to use him in the Sinister 6 thing down the road and bring back the fucking Green Goblin and decide we're going to do Harry Osborn Green Goblin again because we need him to lead it to get to the Gwen death and yeah because we need to kill off Gwen Stacy because Well, that happened in the comics. It has to happen here. It's the same reason as to why their relationship made no sense to me throughout this whole thing. Yeah. It's just one of the biggest things that a lot of comic book movies have working against it is that when you're basing something off of a previous uh, property, there is a point where you want to be able to pay homage to what came before and the property as it was, but you suddenly feel tied to plot points that have to happen because they've always happened. Why continue the fucking Peter's father story? It is the most unnecessary dumb that was, thing. That wasn't a necessary thing. See, like I believe that. Okay, Sam Raimi got hired. Sam Raimi is like a visionary director, like like a Tim Burton. Like he's got his own style. He's got his own way. He's a fan of Spider Man in in the traditional way. All right. Now Marvel comes along and does this thing with Iron Man. And creates a different kind of movie. All right. It's a, it's not like, uh, like, like superhero movies were like Batman, like Batman 89 and Spider Man, where they were just kind of like this quirky shit. Yeah. And they didn't quite know how to like bring it into the real world. So Amazing Spider Man was the answer to that. They're like, re- let's reboot this and let's make him like, like a real teenager that skateboards and shit. Like, and that's where it fails. Because they're they were trying to make it appeal. Like Marvel's uh really good at trying to make things appeal to people. Like when Thor didn't work and didn't resonate, they tried to make him funny. Yep. And then, then okay, they made it work. So Marvel's got this ability to kind of hone in. So they did this with Amazing Spider Man, and they were like, I don't know what possessed them to to do this parent story. I guess they needed to make it like we need to make it different. It's it was because they, they needed didn't, to make it different. Yeah, they didn't want to do 100% the same origin, yeah. so they built in this whole brand new story about his parents and the research at Oscorp and how his dad created the spiders and blah, 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 because this is, at a, this is at a time where Hollywood had a real big fucking problem with over-explaining shit. Yes. Because we are now falling into a time when we were also seeing prequels being a huge thing in franchise filmmaking. You saw it with Star Wars. You saw a hundred different horror movies coming Lord out of the with rings. whatever it was, yeah. Origins. Yeah. Yeah. We had The Hobbit coming out yeah. because for some reason, Hollywood felt like we can't accept the idea that shit happened before. 
we have to see it and we have to know what it was and we have to have that moment where something comes up and we go oh that's <laughs> how that happened but it was bullshit it was so stupid and the worst part was that his dad was supposed to come back in the end of this movie oh really there's an alternate ending you can see on YouTube. Go and watch it if you would like. There's an editor's cut, uh, a lot of extra stuff, yeah. In which, after he has his whole living at Gwen's uh, grave for like a year montage, he's standing there in the winter and his dad approaches him in the graveyard. Oh, shit. And they have a whole conversation where it starts off with basically Peter, again, crying his eyes out, being like, why did you leave? Why did you leave me? <laughs> And then they they have this whole conversation where basically his dad talks about, I had to leave because I thought I was destined to do amazing things with my research. And I realize now I wasn't. That's you. You're the one who's destined to be amazing. And he's like, oh, I guess I should be Spider-Man again. And then that's how they then go to him watching the video and becoming Spider-Man again. But like, wow. It's it's one of these things where like it's wow a, it's horrible it's, it's so a bad. decently acted scene yeah but like it makes no sense it takes all of his agency away yes. it makes it that he's not choosing to be Spider Man well, it, it yet again his father is putting him in a position where he becomes Spider Man you want to talk about agency think about everything in this movie uh, none of it is done by Peter's choice everybody just does things he is just like a passenger in this movie things are happening around him. Yeah. No, yeah. Nothing. Nothing the actually one, was, changes him. The one choice he could have made that would have like made sense was him breaking up with Gwen to protect her. Yes. But they took that away from they him. It was her away. choice to break up. And, and you know, in the comics, they did have a thing where they revealed his parents where they work for they were like spies or something. But I didn't like it in the comics. It was a small thing. It was dumb and that nobody cares about the parents. It's pointless. Just let it go. Well, I like the fact that. There is a that there is a heroic, uh, you know, dutiful uh, legacy in his from family. his father, yes, which is yeah, fine. But I think the problem I have with the idea, especially in this movie, of his dad being the major reason as to why he is what he is and he does what he does, is it is spitting in the face of fucking Ben Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the idea yeah. of Ben dying and trying to instill in him the idea of do good for good's sake. Yeah, and then like. He's still just a douche for two movies, yeah. and it's because his dad shows up and goes, "I'm not dead, but I'm not going to be in your life. Uh, keep being Spider Man. <laughs> You're doing a good job." Yeah, they son. fucked up the Uncle Ben thing too. Uh, in the in this series, it's like they had, as I said, I hate when they have everything that they need to make a great movie and then they fuck it up. Like they have the budget, they have good actors, they have everything, but. People who know how to direct the material know how to write. The I blame material. the writers. The tagline of this movie was "His greatest battle begins." Which battle were they referring to? I who, think the one with Gwen is, Stacy uh, and Gravity. And Gravity, yes. Who yeah. is the his even referring to? Like, what are you talking about? Even away from all that, it's it feels like every writer on this movie wrote a different movie, and then they just fucking Frankensteined it together. Well, yes, yeah, the, the editing is a mess. The 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 producers said, "Okay, great, just make sure we set it up for a sequel and a bunch of spinoffs." And they said, "Yeah, okay." And I think there's if there's any one thing that they did with this movie that I at least say, at least you realize this would have been a bad idea, was they cut out numerous scenes that they had filmed with Mary Jane Watson in it. Oh, that's right. There was Shailene Woodley had shot. Where were the fuck was that going to go in? So apparently it Holy was going to be a, it was going to be a lot of scenes of her and I guess her family moving in next to him and May. 
and they would get to know each other. Uh, She would have been like a badass who rides a motorcycle and like sits on her porch reading, I guess, books or poetry or whatever. The biggest ones I saw because there were set photos they had of it was there's a scene where his he's trying to fix his car because I guess he had a car. Yeah. Um, that's broken down and she rides up on her motorcycle and it's just like revving her fucking engine. And I guess she gives him a ride somewhere. Wow. So she's kind of the crazy girl, the, the exciting look, which would have been nice if you get rid of the parents uh, plot line, you get rid of Aunt May trying to get into nursing school plot line, you get rid of the Harry Osborne plot line. Now you yeah, have room to do this. It's if you built a story where it was, yes, there's relationship trouble with Gwen, and then, okay, but now he has this new girl who's fun and exciting and, and seems interesting and he wants to get to know her, fine. But the reason he's not with Gwen is he feels like anybody he's close to will get hurt yeah. if they are if, because he's Spider-Man. So why would he in any way be then seeking out a new girl? Yeah. It's overstuffed. Well, Kevin Feige actually, like, part of the emails was uh, he gave them notes uh, and it was all, you know, pretty, uh, he's like, lose all the characters and the movie Electro, it shouldn't have been about Electro. It should have been about Harry and Norman Osborn and then Peter and Gwen and maybe MJ. And that would have been fine. You get rid yeah. of Electro, get rid of the parents, even the way they explain things. Like it would have made sense if he found out that it was his blood, that it, it had to be his blood before he said no to Harry. Cause then at least he has a fucking reason. No, it's not going to work. I wonder (laughs) if that was supposed to happen. If he was supposed to know that it was his DNA was the only thing that would work for it. And that's why he says it. But no, the reason he turns it down is he just goes, I don't know what will happen. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to help you. And And I can't think of any other way. Yeah. I mean, granted, I get it. It's probably like, oh, if it's his blood and they go running tests on it, will they find out that it's Peter Parker? Yeah. But. I feel like if it's if his blood's in it and they're making whatever it is with his blood already involved, wouldn't that be the catalyst to making it work? Yeah, I don't know. This none of this. So movie makes speaking sense. of blood, let's talk about the writers because there's a couple of interesting uh, coincidences and tie. So Alex Kurtzman, he written tons of screenplays, right? Before this, he wrote Star Trek Into Darkness, which was, isn't that everyone's least favorite new Star Trek movie? Yeah, it is. And in that one, there's a thing about blood changing the person also. Right. Kurtzman has this blood fascination, and he wrote this with Roberto Orsi. Using Khan's blood to bring Kirk back from the dead. Yeah, what is with the blood, Alex Kurtzman? And then, after he kills this franchise, he follows up with The Mummy, killing a franchise before it could even get started. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, he crashed the plane on the runway. Rugs. He is also writing on Star Trek Picard. Oh, that's shit. a shot to the gut oh, right there. Shit. Listen, he's that. written good things and bad things. Now, the team of Kurtzman, Orsi, and Pinkner, they also wrote the Transformers 1 and 3, Mission Thumbs Impossible down. 3, Cowboys okay. and Aliens. That sucks. And uh, Pinkner wrote on Venom. Uh-huh. And they've also all wrote on Lost, Alias, Fringe. So they've I like Fringe. They've yeah. written some good hey, Ron, shit. You've and named really bad one shit. passable thing. I know. <laughs> the, out of all that, there's one good thing. That's how Mission bad. Impossible Three and Fringe are okay. Wait, Mission Impossible Three was that the John Woo one? No, no that, that was, was two. Oh. Three was uh, April. Three was three was yeah. oh three was the good one. Okay, yeah. But I don't know. The track record is it's like the eighty twenty. Really, if you look at all, yeah, <laughs> if you look at all of it. It's not a good ratio. No, it's it's this is this is David S. Goyer levels of bad. Yes. 
Wow. Yeah, that's so, a pretty and, good And that's what, it, that's what it comes down to is it's the fucking atrocious dialogue, the writing, the stuffing like, of everything. It's great. Like when I watch Amazing Spider-Man 1, I'm like, if you just cut a bunch of scenes out of this movie, it's not so bad. Yeah. 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 Like if you just, just all of, Yes. Yeah. If you just cut the parent stuff out and you cut the skateboarding scene out and maybe something with Flash Thompson where he like slams dunks a basketball. Yeah, the whole the whole bit with him being in the, the school gym, cut it out and you're good. Yeah, and then the movie's not so bad. You're like, okay, it's kind of Spider-Man, and um, th- and the action's good. This movie, like, you have to cut like everything it's out of the movie. It's made of unnecessary scenes. There's, yes, the, the movie it's, it's is a, made it's the of unnecessary scenes. And whoever assembled this picture, yeah. it, 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 the whole team just failed on an epic level. But so. you know, yeah, the the effects were good, and you really can't blame the actors. They're doing the best they can. Maybe yeah, a little bit. They, Jamie, no, maybe they, Jamie, maybe, a little, maybe a little bit. Jamie Fox. Maybe not all of them. Maybe okay. Maybe not all of them. Uh, but they no, got here's, shit here's an interesting tidbit for you, though, Imran. Yeah. Did either of you guys see this in theaters? Uh, I did. I, I, of course. I don't think I did, actually. Cause did I was... you stay for oh, the after credits? Yes, this is great. There was no. a post credit scene. There is of... a post credit scene, but it's not for this movie. Nope. <laughs> it was a teaser for X-Men Days of Future Past. Yes, that's not confusing at all. The reason that this happened yes, was the this. first movie that Mark Webb ever directed was 500 Days of Summer yes. with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. He directed it for Fox Searchlight. And when he made that movie, they signed him to a deal to make, I think, like two other movies for them. Right. He then immediately, like two years later, made Spider-Man for Sony. That did very well, and Sony wanted to make a sequel and Fox said, uh, I don't think so. We've got him on contract. Yep. And Sony and Fox made a deal that Webb could go back and direct Spider-Man 2 if Sony agreed to promote the new X-Men movie in either before or after it for free. Making a confusing movie even more confusing. Because I actually, I may have seen this in the theaters because I remember watching that. And I remember thinking for a second, are they, is Spider-Man in the next fucking X-Men movie? And What's that was going the problem. Yes. Everyone thought because we're teasing X-Men, yes. we're now going to suddenly have Sony and Fox working together to create a Spider-Man X-Men crossover. Remember they announced the Silver Sable movie and a Black Cat movie and a Sinister Six movie. All of these. <laughs> Nothing. They had to cancel all that shit. Yeah. And it happened so quickly. 2014, 2015, that, you know, the leaks come out. And by 2016, you got fucking Tom Holland in Civil War. Like, boom, two years later. Well, that was the other side of it was that yeah. the, the the leaks came out and the leaks showed that Sony and, and Marvel were already talking. Yeah. About trying to get Spider-Man into the MCU. So then the question became, oh, are we going to suddenly see Andrew Garfield in the MCU? And for a second, it was going to be Andrew Garfield. And then I guess Sony wasn't okay with whatever the deal Marvel wanted was, so that died. And I think this was also part of the time when uh, Garfield was like, I don't think I want to be in <laughs> yes. like that big of a contract. And yeah. he just fucking dropped. He was like, I'm done. I'm not Spider-Man Because anymore. think about it from Garfield's point of view. This movie tanks, and there's a possibility that you might get signed on for like a five-picture contract. Uh, and you're already like you look as old as you do now. Yeah. And it's funny is, is that after he left this, I think every movie he has done afterwards has been like a super art house indie flick. Yeah, He's like, I'm done with this fucking special effects shit. So really, we do have Mark Webb in this horrible movie kind of to thank us to get getting to Tom Holland and now a very likable. But it does uh, suck Spider-Man. because the fact that they've had to tread on this Uncle Ben thing. Yeah. 
twice yeah. and they burnt Gwen Stacy yep. uh twice. Yep. And you know, all of these things, the the uh, the goblin they burnt twice. Uh all of these things um been burned like and so they can't use it. Oh, which is why we have yeah. what we have. You didn't. And you it's know. now, so now we're never going to get a good version of it. It's why it's for, never- for Homecoming, I had to laugh when they were like, oh, yeah, the main love interest is going to be Liz Allen. And I was like, oh, man, you guys are fucking digging. Yeah, it's okay. We already burned Mary Jane and Betty Pratt. And even though they're in That's there. That's why they had to do it a completely different Mary yeah, Jane. Like, they've yep. burnt all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this is all because producers can't get out of the way of the people who should be making the films. And they don't know what they they're just, doing. They don't seem to learn their lesson. Anybody but Marvel. Marvel just seems to get it and understand how to tweak things and get it to be really well, hugely you know, popular. I think that Kevin Feige is a, is a, a really like crazy mastermind. Yes, he fucking knows how to manipulate those fucks. Yeah, because you've heard him go out with Ike Perlmutter. Yep, and how he ended up how thing with the Inhumans fucking yep. panned out. Yep, yep, and how he fucked over. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and how he's just, like, fucking doing his shit, and he's protecting his job and protecting what he's doing. And he's doing doing a good job at it. So he's really good at fucking getting the high ground and and just kind of, like, Protecting the movies and, get, and getting them to be ground. what he wants. Yep, yes. yep, yep. And and it, it's it's great for us because he is like a geek. You know, you know, he loves these. You know that he wants to to do it justice. And uh, man, they made fucking five billion dollars. It's not an easy year. thing to do. It's not the balance is very hard. Uh, all right, uh, Dalhauer, thank you so much for putting yourself through that. I can't believe this was the first time you saw it. I apologize, but thank you. Mm-hmm. You're, saying, you're welcome. Your sanity is very important. I've seen it twice or three times. Yeah, I think I've maybe seen it one, three times now. Those are like too many times. And now it clearly is absolutely 100% in my eyes. This is the worst Spider Man movie out of all. Agreed. Without, absolutely. You know, yeah. the three, three at least. The first time I saw it, I hated it. Yeah. I was very mad about things that they did. Yeah. In subsequent, subsequent times of rewatching it, I have fun in basking in just how campy bad it is. Yeah. With this one, I feel like if I go back to it again, I will just get violent about it. it. This movie made me mad because it got so fucking Schumacher cartoony. I'm like, wow, I didn't realize See, I it wouldn't got even that give bad. it that. I feel Worse. like Raimi was able to hit that Schumacher cartoony camp. Uh, yeah, it's different. This, it's, yeah. This has a weird proto Deadpool. Oh, I see. Like self referential humor to it in yeah. the way that they make him into a cartoon character. Yes, yes. With only him. Yes, nobody else around him. Yes. <laughs> Look, Garfield is a good Spider Man. Not, I don't like him as Peter Parker. At least Peter, Peter Parker, Parker was just really poorly it was written. Wrong. Yes. I like Dicky Spider Man. Yeah. I like yes. Dicky Spider Man. Yes. That's what's uh, like. The like as I said, when he puts on the suit, he's got this bravado. Yes. that he becomes a dick. He becomes the dick that everyone's been to him his whole life. He does I think, that the best out of the three. I think yes. part of the problem I had with it was that I could accept the idea that when he has the mask on, he's a bit more cocky because he's he's wearing a, a persona. Yeah, it's, yeah. But they even made Peter Parker a douchebag. Yes. So like, there's no disconnect. No, he's just it's just a oh, dick. now he's got a suit and on, and that's why it doesn't work yep, because yep. Peter Parker has to be earnest and not a dick. Yeah. Spider Man could be a dick and be like really like biting with his wit and you know be even be like uh, pantsing people and stuff. But you, like but you need fine. to see that uh, the difference. You need to see that dynamic. You got to be like, oh shit, look at this kid gets all confidence when he's in the suit. That's amazing. But you know, yeah, the kid's like just, Peter, he's a dick the whole time, no matter what. Peter, 
Peter Parker should walk up, accept his diploma, wave to the crowd, maybe stumble a little bit before yes. he goes back to his seat. And then later on, when Spider-Man is uh, showing up in a crowd, then he, like, dips over a woman and kisses her. Yes. And is like, hey, how's it going, guys? And you're like, there. Disconnect, different person. This is what would happen to Peter Parker in that graduation scene. He would get there just in time. He'd show up, and they would either forget to read his name, or he gets the diploma, and it's not in there. Or, like, he just can't catch a break. Like, that's or, Peter Parker. Or, like, he gets the diploma, he goes to, like, you know, wave to the crowd, like, yeah, we did it, and, like, gets fucking water balloons. Yeah, somebody throws a <laughs> balloon at his face because they hate him because he's a nerd. Yes, that's what should happen. Yeah. But it doesn't. And he takes the balloon even though he can sense it coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He can't dodge because then it'll give it away. Yeah. Whereas everybody knows who Peter Parker is uh, all the time in these movies. Okay, good stuff. Let's wrap up. I got to play one thing. I got a Felty League update from Jason Dutch. It's kind oh, of... Oh, that's still going it's, on. Huh? It is. It's fucking baseball. It goes on forever, like 12 months oh, or something. Uh, it's time sensitive. So, listener, if you're in our fabulous Felty League, here is what's going on. Here's the National Felty League update. What's up, geeks and Whoa. puppets? Sorry. Coming in hot. How are you? Oh. Yeah, that's good to hear. Oh, it's live. So I guess oh. you're interested in a, a Nerd League Fantasy Baseball update. Sure. For July yet. Spit it. Is that true, Rug Boy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, hope you're answering. Because this is a recorded fucking message. So uh, real quick update here oh. for July. <laughs> really um, standings at the moment. Cleveland Steamers at 11 and 4, leading the dark side division. Myself and Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos uh, in second place. And Braden and Miller, you guys are pretty fucked. Um, over in the Thanos division, the Zack attack led by Zach Morris of Bayside High is uh, leading at 13 and 2. Uh, I'm playing him this week, and he's kicking my balls, I think, if I recall correctly. Uh, Jess Rivera, nine and six. And then we got a little bit of a clusterfuck between Felix Fiddlesticks. Winter bottom. I like to call him Felix. Calls him Felix. Um, at seven and eight, the backdoor sliders taking in the backdoor Chaz um, and Lisa Morrison at six and nine. Though Lisa Morrison winning big this week. So looking like there's going to be a really, really tight uh, uh Competition here for that last spot. Goldie so, Morris. Good luck to everybody, and we will see you soon. Later. Talking nerd. He fooled me. <laughs> he was talking to you. He can't hear you. I was like, this real? Thank you, My Jason God, Dutch. Dutch. There's so much dead air in that. Voice <laughs> 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 from the Underground is his podcast. Check it out. Uh, and if you liked what the fuck happened, I will have in the show notes links to all 11 previous what the fuck happens. Delhauer, we've done a dozen. Congratulations. Nerd. You're welcome. To all of us. And you still haven't completely lost your mind. I know we've no, added no, a little that, bit that, to that it. That came back all the way at, at Fantastic Four. <laughs> oh, boy. It's, I love it. It's fitting. If I, was, if I was saying I would have quit right after that one. <laughs> uh, listener, if you want to suggest a what the fuck happened or join our Patreon and force us to do one, or you can join our Facebook group, Jock and Nerd Nation. It's a closed group just for you. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You can find me online looking at porn. Of course. And when I'm done with that, you can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. Come by, say hello. You know, Pornhub has a felty category. 
Yes, just, you should check just it out. Discover the show notes for this episode, jockandnerd.com slash 286, where I have tons of links, how to get in touch, how to subscribe to the show, how to support the show. You can always subscribe for free wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Del Hauer, why don't you give your plugs? Where can the people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter, either myself at mdelhauervo or uh, my podcast, the Ginger Geek Podcast, at the G-N-G-R Geek Pod. I'm also over on Instagram, uh, mdelhauervo as well, or uh, just Ginger Geek Pod. Uh, and if the listener needs any more incentive to join the Patreon for Jock and Nerd. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are going to be releasing soon enough our first ever Patreon exclusive What the Fuck Happened. Yeah! Uh, That's exciting. This one is not actually a comic book movie, which is why we're putting it on the Patreon. But I told Imran that I recently fell into a rabbit hole reading all of the backstory of uh, Alien 3. Yes! And I need to talk about the ridiculousness that is both this movie and every version this movie could have been. I can't wait. And we'll, oh, my God. We'll def- that sounds great. Yeah, we definitely have to have Anthony on that one. He, We're big Alien fans. And, yeah, it's a great genre movie. But I remember hearing about all this shit with David Fincher. And I'm dying to find out what the fuck happened. That's on the Patreon. Jockanoo.com slash Patreon. Also, the Ginger Geek Pod, Delhauer's podcast, is a very good. Please subscribe. It's Rugboy approved. Rugboy approved. Absolutely. So you can vouch. We're going to vouch for it. You won't be sorry. Uh, and if you like the show, listener, tell a friend. Spread the geekery. Get them to subscribe. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. Oh, my name is Rugboy. He's the Rugboy. And he's <laughs> We'll catch you next time. Their bottom is, is very weak. And fluffy. My balls was hot. Somebody touch my spaghetti! And my linguini! Talking nerd! Nobody ever touches my linguini.